0: Ficmedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. With hosts Christiana Ellis, Jute Schubert, Vivid Muse, and Nookchus. Hello, everybody. This is Jute. <laughs> Welcome to Beyond the Wall, Season 8, Episode Where's My Notes? Episode 5 of Game of Thrones, <laughs> titled, You're On, Lose a actually titled, The Bells. With no spoilers past <laughs> the currently aired episodes. I'm cheech as always, joined by Christiana Ellis. Hello. Uh, Vivid News. Hi. And we will be joined shortly by Nutty Nut, Just She's just going to be a little bit late this time, but um, we will get all of her... Info and views and whatnot um, from uh, this exciting episode. It was um, another big, giant battle, which I think we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, news bits, news bits. Um, there was one little bit that I don't know that's not anything that's been confirmed. And I don't know if it ultimately matters that much. But Ian McElhenney, who played Barrison Selmy... Uh, was doing a panel at a, uh, a comic convention and uh, said during the panel that George R. R. Martin has already finished books six and seven and it had made an agreement with Benioff and Weiss to hold publication until the show finished. Uh. uh hmm. Which wouldn't terribly surprise me, but I think he would have been transparent about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I like, I'm not, like, who knows? Maybe it's true, but I guess I wouldn't necessarily assume that, you know, an actor who was last on the show three seasons ago <laughs> is the best source for that sort of information.
0: Finger on the pulse. So <laughs> he's, he's very excited to see, you know, if anything different happens to.
1: I mean, it's... that sounds very much like the sort of thing where he's saying, I don't know, maybe that's what's happening. And people are saying that's what's happening. And he's like, is that what's happening? And then all of a sudden it's a headline.
2: Right. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. it's true. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. I mean, it seems like a possible kind of a deal, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there have been people speculating that there was something to, to that effect involved. But the idea that six and seven were completely written already, like, I don't know. I mean, I I can't help but think that, it le- you know, at least it's one thing to say six and seven, but like. If six was written, like how long ago was that done? Because that seems like you could have used that cross promotion, keeping interest in the brand high yeah. during a long season gap. Like, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's it doesn't seem to me like it would be my choice in terms of how to best handle that, but I don't know. I know
0: you would not think it would be a publisher's choice, sure. Benioff and wife can, weiss can want whatever they want, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money involved in this stuff,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. And um, after the uh cup gate on <laughs> the previous mm-hmm. episode. Now, this for this week, we've been seeing screen caps of Jamie hugging Cersei with both hands. He doesn't have his fake hand on her back. <laughs> what?
1: What? Uh.
0: Yeah, apparently, just before the roof comes down, when they are embracing, he's missing the gold hand and mm. has a regular well, hand. Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe we don't know. It was. Uh... Uh, perhaps it was the the magic of the crypts that he just miraculously grew his hand back at the last second, you know, you know, the seven uh, wanted him to be able to hug his uh, sister slash lover one more time.
0: (laughs) That's a weird thing. And Viv mentioned, you know, maybe it was like a ghost situation where it's like, they're visioning what used to be in in their last moments.
3: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg turns into Demi Moore.
1: Yeah you know uh, we I, I don't know if you had more news bits, but uh, just seeing the the chat we've got you know some folks already eager to express their feelings about the episode, but one of the That's things great. that I was you know I had mentioned just before we started recording was separate from anything specific about the episode, it really does seem like the the broader consensus and zeitgeist of what is the, the internet's feeling about the show does seem like it's turned. Like it's, it's now the thing is to hate the show, which isn't a defense of the show. It's not that I'm, you know, I'm not trying to express my own opinions here just to say that that seems to be the opinion that people are piling in on.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm super annoyed that I'm struggling with the show as well because I really wanted to love it all the way to the end. I was determined to, but they're just making it real hard. Well,
1: you know, uh are we ready to get into the episode uh, or general thoughts or I don't uh, want to sk-
0: I had one quick forward. YouTube comment from a couple episodes again uh from the okay. Eye of Horace. Saying, did you guys notice that Liana Mormont's axe turned into a sword during her death scene? She was holding an axe when she was charging and then stabbed the giant in the eye with a sword. Um, Hmm. Unfortunately, I'm late to this. I just noticed the comment and I haven't had a chance to go back and look. But uh, right now, I would... That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Yeah, At this this
2: point... uh, I
3: mean... I think we could fine tooth comb all the episodes and I'm sure we'll find <laughs> yeah. something in each one. Uh, I, I feel like that's a, yeah, that's
1: a relatively minor
2: yeah.
1: nitpicky sort of continuity error. <laughs> I think, you know, and and that but I mean that's almost kind of a good example too of just how uh there there can be this 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 sort of turning of the wheel where yeah. before continuity errors were continuity errors people would say why are you nitpicking about a great show you know why are you making such a fuss over like tiny things who cares but now everybody's pouring all over it to find the next big one that's going to be the viral viral sensation sensation that's a new meme and all that (laughs) so again like i'm not saying that any of the people doing that are doing anything wrong or that they're not their their feelings about it are not sincere but it does just seem like if you're, if we're looking at collective behavior, right? It has certainly turned negative in a yeah. dramatic way. Yeah, far more so than I would normally expect for a show, even if it's having a weaker final season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely hit a tipping point. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, overall, this episode. Um, mm-hmm. General thoughts.
1: I. W- you know what, I, I, maybe I'm going to be the one with the unpopular opinion here in, in <laughs> saying that I didn't hate it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there are certain th- things about it that I don't think were handled very well and things. But I don't know, maybe I just got all my mad out from last week because um, part of what I was really trying to do with the remainder of this season Especially after last week was just to say, I'm really going to, and I said this last week, I'm really going to try to not predict what's going to happen. I'm going to try really hard to just let the show tell me its own story and not try to guess what it's doing. And I think that that helped me to not have expectations be dashed.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Where, but, and I think also that at least one of the things that made people really mad was the revelation, you know, uh, you know, about what Jamie was actually there to do. Namely, he was not actually heading there to kill Cersei. Like a lot of people tried to excuse his behavior last week as (laughs) saying that that was somehow his real plan. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't like that even if that is his real plan. Mm -hmm. And so maybe because I had already been mad about that last week, I didn't. Feel mad about it again this week, <laughs>
2: um,
1: and like you know, the other general things that people are being really mad about. I sort of feel like execution was clumsy, but I don't necessarily hate the actual story direction. Mm-hmm. So that seems like not something that enrages me, but rather just something that's like, eh, I wish that had been better, but fine. Uh, and then there were a couple of things that I actually really liked, so. I'm not saying it's a great episode, but I'm certainly hating it less than last week by quite a wide margin.
3: Hmm. How about you, Viv? I'm really mixed on it because I really feel like it was, I mean, it was a beautiful episode of destruction. It It was just mind boggling how huge the level of destruction was and in that sense i think you know hey, nobody died during the filming of it nobody got hurt or anything like that that is notable and the goal and all of that kind of stuff but i think visually it was absolutely probably what they were going for like emilya clark had mentioned you know find the biggest tv the goal and all of and that. watch it on that because it's just huge kind of a thing going on and i agree with that it was there was so much going on on screen that it was like trying to focus in on one thing was so, it was just a lot. And, um, but I also feel like they, I, I think it was more for me again, same as last week. It's more than just, they took this in a different way than I liked. It was like, I feel cheated. I feel like the characters were cheated. I feel like my level of devotion was cheated. You know what I mean? Like the, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I thought it was really good on one sense, but it was really just weak sauce. And so many others that I think I just, I'm just disappointed again. I think it's just where I land. Like about all things considered, I think I'm just disappointed again.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Short changed.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm close. I'm in the middle of both. Closer to Christiana probably that um I thought this was definitely much better than the last one. And uh definitely some parts that I really, really liked and uh but definitely some stuff that that yeah, I feel sort of betrayed. I don't feel as, you know, ghost not getting scritches betrayed, but <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but still pretty much.
1: Right. I mean, I think it's entirely fair to be very frustrated that um, there were an awful lot of plot threads that just got, you know, tossed out the window that like, it's like, okay, well, I guess none of that actually mattered in any meaningful way. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that there, and it's like the two biggest sort of story, you know, pivots that they took, you know, with a you know, Cersei and uh, Jamie and then of course with Danny. And I feel like separate from how well they executed it, which I think was not great. The story in and of itself like is a tragic story they're trying to tell, right? Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's sometimes useful to try to separate out what where the feelings are coming from, right? Like because sometimes we can feel upset or sad about a story just telling a sad story. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Yeah. And there's a difference between that and feeling like this sad story, this sad moment wasn't earned, right? Because Jamie going back to Cersei was a tragedy, right? It is, he was so, like, you know, like, he, she, they, <laughs> that relationship was just too strong for the his development to overcome. Mm-hmm. And he could not help himself but to go back to her. And that's a tragedy, yeah. right? Uh, Daenerys being this, this character who wanted to help people, being sort of uh, ruined by her own you know, what's a strength in some cases became, you know, this, uh, this, you know, we would call it madness or whatever, you know? So like, that's a sad story. Yeah. So this episode is telling a sad story in a several different levels, but then there's also just the question of like, did they tell it well? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's mixed at best.
2: Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, let's jump into the meat of it. Um, we open mm-hmm. with um. Okay, so I didn't get complete notes like I usually do with like step by step things, but I think mm. we opened with Varys.
2: Yeah, sp- I think pers- that's right.
0: Preaching on John, so we got him writing his little uh, letters yeah. and we get to one of the little birds who comes in, which is kind of cool. It's pretty rare that we see the network in action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Learn that Danny is not eating, won't speak to anybody.
1: So he, here's a question for you guys. Um, this did not occur to me when watching, but I saw someone else uh, in a recap speculate on this. You think he was trying to have work with this girl to, to poison her? Yes.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I do.
1: Yeah. Cause he Cause, said,
3: let's try again at supper.
1: Yeah. Because it could be framed as just like, oh, well, we want to try to talk to her or get through to her,
3: but or maybe get her to eat at supper time.
1: Yeah, we'll try to we'll try,
3: try again at supper he time. You did talk about high eat.
1: risk or high reward, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> yeah, so, that's
3: what leads to the poison. Mm, I think. yeah, um, mm-hmm.
1: it's so I it's a little bit strange, I think, to because uh, I, I, that didn't even occur to me when I was watching it, but. um, it, it seems a little weird that they would sort of allude to that, but not confirm it. Like why? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
3: I think to make us stay sympathetic to him,
1: yeah. but did
3: anybody else think of it was like seeing the two of them together on the rewatch? Was just like the weirdest orphan Annie reboot ever. Like, <laughs> Varus Warbucks or Daddy Varus or oh god, that sounds good. I don't like the sound of Daddy Varus. <laughs> Wasn't the girl's name Martha? I think that was established at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember her name. It's just like his bald head, all leaning in, giving her all this advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greatest risk, greatest reward. Now go poison your queen. You know, just yeah. Uh-oh. But he was like legit just like sending her off basically to die.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like what we talked about last week, though, that at a certain point, it's like, okay, the whole deal with hiring him was, if you're ever going to betray me, talk to me first. Yeah. And he did. Mm -hmm. And she didn't follow his advice. And so it's like, how is he not in chains already? Like that was already a tactical mistake on her part
3: yeah it's true yeah
1: Eh, anyway Um, I mean to be fair she had a lot on her mind in this particular moment (laughs) true
0: yeah yeah threats only as good as your follow through but yeah (laughs) Um, so then of course Tyrion lets Danny know and that Varys has betrayed her. You mean mm. John. Whoa, whoa.
1: Well, so that we, we <laughs> get the scene of of Varys and John on the yeah, beach yeah, first, yeah. right? John because was oh, was, right. Tyrion watched yes. that before he went to talk to Danny. When the Master of
0: Whispers yeah. says out loud, yo, how about some treason?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to her consort. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. Right. So I mean, I
1: don't know. I don't know. I am not happy with the show seemingly heading in this direction that John actually would be this great this great king. Like Ron, like Varys is so determined. Yeah. I kind of hope that's not what happens, frankly. I don't think he would actually be that great. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that in the past. Um And so it's also kind of a weird message in 2019 to say that the real true ruler that will rule the land and bring peace to everyone is uh, the guy who actually had the legal claim to the throne because of his bloodline. Right. Right.
0: Because cocks are still important and women are too emotional to be in power.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I kind of hope that's not actually what happens. Yeah. Um,
3: but, well, uh, well, here's what, here's why I don't think John is fit to be King because in that conversation with John and Varys on the beach, Varys basically lays out, we both know what she's going to do. Uh-huh. We know she, you know, implying we know she's going to burn King's landing to the ground. And John is like, well, you know, she's, she's our queen. That was it. He knew. He he looked Varys in the eye and he admitted that he knew what was at risk. Because yeah. and we know that he was giving her the side eye all episode long. Yeah. And he I knew don't... it was possible. And he reminded, you know, it was or I guess it was Tyrion that reminded her about the bells. But whichever one of them, it was like, you know, no neither Tyrion nor John trusted her to not burn down King's Landing. And John still stood by her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's exactly what he's been saying. He doesn't want it. He's never wanted it. He wants to be a follower. He doesn't want to be a leader. And now he's found somebody that's willing to lead him. And that's all he needs. That's all he needs to just be like, okay, I'm not the leader. I'll do whatever you say. Mm -hmm. He's just totally enabled all of this shit. And it pisses me off because it's just, it's just such a huge character flaw. Hmm and think of all the people that are dying because
0: yeah. yeah. But I mean, at least I it's, it's an earned flaw because he still knows yeah. nothing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh well, my God. You know,
1: like I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> be notes. mad about him having that flaw. If it didn't feel like the show was trying to pretend it's not a flaw. Right. Yeah. Like agree. this whole like, argument of like, Oh, well maybe it would actually be best to have a King who didn't want to be King. And no, I'm like, it's not, I'm, well, you know, I'm not sure that's true. Right.
2: Uh, maybe yeah, it's just not not job having out,
1: Maybe work out some sort of a representative democracy or something. Yeah, it's
0: not working out so great in the U.S. right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think our president wanted to be president yeah. and didn't think yeah. it would actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, but
3: I don't think I don't think that we can undervalue. I mean, John is just like a total. Lame sauce, but like you can't undervalue what Tyrion's contributing to all of this by Mm -hmm. pushing, you know, their conversation in the war room, the way he gave her information and, and, you know, how he decided that her, her master of whispers or whatever his title was, you needed to know, you know, the way Mm -hmm. he was talking to her was very like he would talk down to a child and Varys did this, you know, kind of like a similar thing. But he was more in contributing. He was so worried. Like he said something like, hope I'm wrong about her. Mm. But his betrayal is one of the things that triggers her to do what she does. She feels Mm -hmm. that she doesn't have anyone else. Tyrion's disappointed her. Varys has disappointed her. Jon has disappointed her. Jorah's dead. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think she has blood riders anymore. There was just the one dude right. that was in yeah. the war, the one Death Rocky guy that was in the war room at Dragonstone. So Missende like they've gone. all pushed her to, tooth- yeah, Miss Sunday's mm-hmm. gone. And Grey Worm is right there. He was and here for all of that. All he wants his right. blood. He wants yeah. blood. And mm-hmm. she's, I mean, it's just, she's been telling them all along, she'll take it in blood and fire. And they right. just keep giving her reasons to do that. You know, it's like it's just really annoying to keep having the crazy label slapped, you know, the Tur Targaryen crazy slapped on it. Cause these men all contribute directly to it. And when they started talking down to her, it was just like, you guys, this is not going to go the way you want. Cause she's going to rebel against that the same way she's done every time.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they're complicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
3: know,
1: Yeah uh i mean the 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 problem of course too is that uh you know i i think obviously everything is in context with what she does later right so but uh at this point everyone there's a lot of people talking about this episode and i think that there are there were some people initially who were wanting to try to say I can't believe they would make her do this in a couple of episodes when like all along that hadn't been in her character at all. And then I think a lot of people rightfully said, what are you talking oh, about? Yeah. It has always been in her character. Always, yeah. yeah. Since season one, this is exactly who she is. This yeah. is not new stuff. Now, what I think is true is that for most of the series run, they soft pedaled that stuff and they made her only use it against bad people. And, uh, and you know, they, so it was like this drip, drip, drip. And then in the last couple of episodes, they pull the turn on the fire hose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's where a lot of people are sort of reacting to is that it's not that it doesn't make sense that she would do what she did Exactly. But the way it happens feels really clumsy.
2: Mm -hmm. Agreed.
3: Agreed.
1: Yeah. So the idea that her losing all of her advisors, you know, she's lost two of her dragons now. They had this big war where she went up and saved the world and lost a lot of her forces. And it's like maybe it was the right thing to do, but she feels like she's not getting any credit for that or at least not enough. She is realizing all this time that even though she feels she has the right to the throne, this idea that people would love her for it is just not coming true here right. in Westeros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what uh, she was
0: told her whole life they Yeah. that people await you your return. Open arms.
1: Yeah. yeah, and uh, even if she didn't necessarily completely believe it, she didn't expect the complete reverse either necessarily. And she knows people are plotting against her. And, you know, she said it feels like, well, you know, does she really love John? I don't know. That felt kind of unearned, too. But that was not new in the last couple of episodes. Uh, There's that. But then all of her, you know, she's losing all of her advisors. Like, so the idea that she's going to have some sort of a break here is, again, it's like you can point to all of the reasons she did it. And it's not that any of those are I'm well, I'm not saying they're good reasons to burn right. civilians, but reasons. you know, but like <laughs> it may you can point to all of these things, it's like that does make sense, but it is also true that after a very gradual slow build over a long period of time, they ramp it up pretty sharply towards the end um, by having a lot of things happen and they don't really do a very good job. I don't think of conveying exactly what her mental state is. Yes. Yeah. Cause she just goes and does this cold frigid sort of haunted staring sort of thing, which does make her look unstable. Right. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how she can't trust anyone. Yeah. But at the same time, the episode makes it all a framing like, oh, it's just that Targaryen madness yeah. flipping a coin. It's one or the <laughs> other. Guess it turned out that this one's crazy. Cause women be crazy. Right. Yeah. And so like the, uh, the, that the time. yeah. So the groundwork actually is there for her to do that. But then this episode makes it feel like it's not right. It's, it's this weird clumsy execution where unless we actually try to did read. the development yeah. and then, ag- and then separated it. And yeah. So.
0: Unless yeah. we try to read her mind and, and inject all yeah. of the different things. And you shouldn't have to do that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and this just, you know, we, we talked about this before and I think a lot of people are reiterating this. I think Paulette said something to this effect in the chat of it's one thing If we want to say, okay, well, you could have built up like instead of ramping it up so quickly, what if you had four or five episodes where she seems like she's really getting progressively less stable? Mm -hmm. And the show tried to put us in her shoes a little bit instead of only getting views of her from the perspective of the people who are afraid of her now. Yeah. Instead of we put ourselves in her POV a bit more and spend a few more episodes showing that this, this building a bit more uh, making it a bit more gradual. I'm not even sure that they needed that so much as they needed it to just make more sense in the moment itself. Mm -hmm. Because the execution of it was, I mean, that's, I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, just in, in this scene we have Tyrion already acting like he's afraid of her she has sussed out the entire chain of secrets, you know. Like, well, you know, That's- who betrayed me? Well, Jon Snow, obviously, yeah. uh, because That's- he told his sisters, and Sansa told you, and then you told Varys, just like Sansa knew you would. And now Varys has betrayed me uh, with uh, Jon Snow. So Jon Snow betrayed me, and you're part of that chain. So, yep.
0: yeah, yeah, went exactly so- how I said it would.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she is not wrong mm-hmm. about that, right? Um yeah it's just eh. <laughs> um it's yeah I think it's yeah, I think that they just they didn't they separated us from her p o v completely yeah. and and it they didn't make us feel what she's feeling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: what they made us feel was the other characters being afraid of her.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See in the chat, April Neil had a comment that I'm going to get to in a minute. Cause we're going to talk about that exact thing in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Paul had said, if she had gone a little burn them all at Winterfell, it would have felt a little less of a snap judgment <laughs> at the time. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: And, uh, dandy. Well, um yeah. Completely agrees with Christiana. Nothing they do feels earned anymore. Everything's just too convenient.
2: Yeah.
0: Like we had the big, I mean, big, I, the big screed last episode about, yeah, how they're working backwards they, and. Yeah, clumsily. exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Very clumsily. And, um, I'm pretty sure we said it last episode It can't be said enough. They were authorized for ten episodes.
2: <laughs>
0: they made right. this choice. They did it to themselves.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they did it to us. They're fine. They're cashing their checks. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna uh-huh. get to make
1: Star Wars movies after this, right?
3: <laughs>
0: oh, jeez. Instead of I don't know, maybe
1: that'll be fine. See, cause the 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 act, I don't know that that's not happening anymore either. I don't. I'm not sure, but the the I think. Honestly, it could be fine because the problem here is not so much that they are bad storytellers in and of it themselves, but that they they started with someone else's story and were building off of the framework that that story establishes. Yeah. Now they owned the show's story all along, but for five seasons, it was very much based on other person, another person's yeah. writing. Whereas, you know, towards the end, it's like it turns into something else. So maybe if they get to just tell their own story from the beginning, it's fine.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think also not just somebody else's writing. They were condensing somebody else's writing already. And Mm -hmm. they should be really good at big blockbuster Mm -hmm. and telling a story and, you know, a compact. If they get to start it the way they want and they have the same expectation all the way through, it could be great. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: It could be fine. So just the fact that we're not necessarily loving these episodes, I think we can all take a step back to just recognize too, not to defend these episodes, but ending a story like this has got to be a pretty freaking thankless task. Mm -hmm. You're never, ever going to please everybody because people want contradictory things.
3: Of course it does. Mm -hmm. The conversation like, so I saw this interesting tweet thread. Um, that somebody wrote, I won't read the whole thing because it's like 25 tweets long, <laughs> but basically comes down to um, the behind the scenes process of plotters versus pantsers. Yeah. And I think the, the most important thing that I took from it is that, you know, George R.R. R. was a plotter. He plotted um, everything. Is, did I get opposite. it backwards? Yeah, yeah. I think He's you it one He's and they were the other yeah. is what yeah. it comes down to though. And the different styles are what is causing this problem right now? That and running out yeah. of his content, which they had been telling using his mechanism, sort of, so to speak, with that right. slower pace. And meanwhile, they've got that, like you said, I think last episode, Chush, they said 13 episodes, we're going to nail this story and put it to bed. And yeah, that they're just like going for that long, that, line, yeah. that spot. Mean- some extent the mediums kind of demand that a
1: little bit because for a book it's easy to just have the story meander and you just follow your characters around and whatever they do and it ends up with big long huge sprawling book series and that's easy to write because you can write anything you want Mm -hmm. but when you're making a tv show these big action set pieces are expensive you have to decide way in advance what your big action set pieces are going to be and what's going to happen in them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So That's the challenge that they yeah. took on. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, I think we can agree that what they took on was a very ambitious challenge totally. that would have been difficult for anyone to do. Yeah, <laughs> I Which think that, not to say they're doing a great job, but they're doing I mean, something
3: well. And I, yeah. I agree. And, I mean, overall I'm still watching the show. Like I'm yeah. seeing people saying I'm not even gonna watch the last episode. Well bullshit. I'm watching yeah. the last yeah. episode, you know, as soon as I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like I wanna I'm sure see the story. Will
0: miss you. Oh wait, you're still paying for it.
3: I wanna uh, you already paid I wanna for see it. the complete <laughs> Yeah, but I wanna see what it is they're trying to get to. I wanna see their complete full vision of it before I decide whether you know, I think this whole season was a waste because it's not just ending, you know, ending the season is hard enough. Ending the season and the series. I mean, how many shows do you love that they were given the chance to end it and they fumbled it in your opinion or even in society in general's opinion? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. And so it is absolutely hard to do. And it's all bundled up together with, Part of it was written for them and part of it they've, you know, completely had to do on their own and decide whether or not they want to use George's, you know, plot points and whatever. It's not easy, but it's still disappointing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, like that doesn't mm-hmm. minimize the disappointment that I feel. So, right. Yeah. The
1: the fact I'm, that I'm disrupt- the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm
3: of the same mind though. I'm like, one second I'm defending them, and the next second uh-huh. I'm like, well, fuck those guys. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. uh, it's like an existential crisis <laughs> with this show. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you know, I mean, like, honestly, you know, even though there are, I I think kind of where I started, you know, this, the discussion today is kind of where I'm at right now is that I sort of, I, I got mad last week. And so this week it's just like, all right, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. So I can say, ah, this works better for me. That works not as well, but I, I feel like I'm not emotionally invested in the anymore in the same way that I used to be Sucks.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it it sucks in one sense, but in the other sense, I actually enjoyed it more because I wasn't so (laughs) fixated on it, meeting all of my expectations.
3: Oh, well, I mean, I, and I know it's not going to meet most of my expectations. There's very few that I have left. You know, I wanted to see the night King go down. Night King went down gloriously. We can nitpick a lot of things about that episode, but, Sorry, I got the killing blow. And if it had occurred to me as being slightly even possible, that's what I would have wished for.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Because I didn't expect it until it happened. Right. So, like, they've, they've really delivered on a lot of things this season. But, I mean, I, I refuse to detach <laughs> my emotions <Yep. laughs> from this. Yeah. Well, I you know, can't I- at this point. Right,
1: I'm still I still want to see how it's all going to turn out and and again it's like I did not hate this episode. Yeah. I think it had some clumsy execution of story points that I don't I don't dislike, you know, it's like I think that that's an interesting direction to take the story. I don't think it was elegant in the way that it got there. Yeah. But uh but I liked many things about it. There were many things about the episode that I liked there were also parts that is just like, all right. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: fine. So I guess that whole subplot was just a red herring, which I guess is fine because, you know, we also have to remember that they're, they're working in this, uh, you know, era where internet theories and Reddit fan crafting and all of that stuff is like real. So, you know, this idea that they have to try to keep surprises in there means oh, yeah. that they have to seed false rumors and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's like eh I don't know it's it is what it is <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: so she um, gives Tyrion one last chance mm-hmm. if you fail me again it'll be your last and of course he immediately goes to commit treason
3: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like you do yeah
0: Um. then we get Varys back to Varys Right. And he hears somebody coming again, but he t- can tell the difference. Those are boots. Mm-hmm. And he burns his note and uh takes off his rings, which I'm thinking is a dual purpose payment.
1: Yeah. And possibly
0: mm-hmm. some kind of signal.
1: Yeah. I I think so too. I think that the uh it was subtle, but the impression that I got was that he was leaving them for you know, his little birds, mm-hmm. you know, as kind of a last payment, but you're right that it might also be a, it could trigger a you know, chain of events. They've taken me. So implement plan X, you know, that sort of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. The...
1: I think it's also gotta be true that he already sent a bunch of those messages though. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had to have, yeah. He's
0: had to have been, have been doing it for days. I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Cause we see him writing a message at the beginning with lots of scraps of paper on his desk. And then he is still writing another one in what seems like it was at least a day later. Um, He's probably sending them everywhere. Yeah. I'm so I'm imagine, I imagine that's what something we'll discover next time is that he actually uh, said it a bunch, uh, sent a bunch and a lot of people now.
0: Yeah. And um, he is uh, swiftly meted. Justice is swiftly meted out thing. Mm-hmm. Not much needs to be said. They know exactly what's happening.
1: Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't even deny it really. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh great shot with the darkness and everything with Drogon popping mm. up right behind her. Yeah. Just like yeah. Room yeah. Out of nowhere.
3: That was pretty cool. It was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: I thought uh, I saw um, a behind the scenes thing and, uh, someone was relaying a conversation that they had with the actor Varys and uh, resolved one of my my curiosities when watching when Tyrion and Varys are kind of saying goodbye to each other and Tyrion reaches out and touches Varys and he looks like like stunned or shocked and I was like, well, that's kind of a weird reaction. Well, um, they had to reshoot it a couple of times and the reason that, he made that the actor made that choice was because it was the first time anyone had touched him. Hmm. like in the whole entirety of it. it. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it was just like a really profound thing for him that, you Mm -hmm. know, would have meant more than Tyrion's words. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I loved when the dragon came out behind her. I thought it was Like in hindsight, it was like really a really great reminder that that dragon is always right there Mm -hmm. behind her, but also like Mm -hmm. within her. Like that low rumble, it was already there and we didn't even see it. I thought that that was like a really good sign of what could come. You know, like it's right there. I I thought that was really time. Yeah, it was brilliant.
1: I mean, you know, like I like Varys. It's sad. It's sad to see him go, especially in this context. But like. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. That was a cool scene, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, he
3: didn't scream, right?
1: No, it was
0: silent, yeah. The bulls on that guy, Mike McCauley (laughs) says, the most soft spoken Dracaris in the
1: series, yeah. And uh, um, yeah, uh, I feel like we the one, my one, wondering about it is that. John seemed awfully stoic in the moment. Like it's one thing for him to accept the necessity of this because frankly, yeah, obviously he knows Varys committed treason and John is all in at this point. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, executing somebody by burning them alive was kind of a thing Mm -hmm. with the Starks and didn't seem to be like, any sort of a like recognition of that. Yeah. But it's fine. I like, I didn't really object to that, Yeah. you know, because, you know, I think with both and John, what they needed, what they, what they wanted to do is use this episode to get them to the point of realizing that she needs to be stopped. Right. Like, so, you know, we, we have to have them go all, Obi-Wan you were the chosen one you were my brother
0: right yeah what clicked in my head or what I I don't know so wild ass prediction I think she's gonna call Tyrion out for treason she's gonna go to have him executed and Jon's gonna stop it and that's what's gonna set off their whole conflict out in the open I Could
3: think be. that um, conflict is definitely on the brink of happening after this last episode oh, yeah. and seeing everything happening. Yeah. And the fact that he, well, jumping ahead again, but the fact that he turned and left the battle was very telling. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: yeah. I, honestly, the one thing that uh, we'll, perhaps we'll have to see how they justify it, but like, how would she even know what Tyrion did unless he tells her? Because, presume, like, you know, Cersei and Mm. uh, Jamie are buried under hundreds of thousands of pounds of rubble. Now, maybe what they'll do is they'll say, we have to confirm that she's dead. So we're going to set people to excavating until we find their bodies. And then we'll say, oh, there's Jamie. Therefore, something, you know, maybe that's what Um, they'll do. But it's that's. Yeah.
0: I thought he was imprisoned at a camp. So.
3: He was on well, Dragonstone. I suppose that's yeah, I uh, yeah, thought it I was. he was at
0: Dragonstone.
3: I yeah. um, I she'll go back to Dragonstone. I don't think okay, she Okay, yeah, that, I guess in, that makes sense. In King's um, Landing. Uh
1: I don't think he was at Dragonstone though. He was uh, he was at the camp with the Northern Army so, Oh, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I yeah, still
1: she, think she's she, deaf go find out. Well, yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. I don't know why I was thinking she would have had to find him in in King's Landing. All she would have to know is wh- he wasn't where he was prisoner. Before. <laughs> right. So, so the whole yeah, thing Okay. For me, never I mean, mind.
0: You know, he tells the Unsullied. So it's a little comic thing about, yeah, he still can't speak Valerian, but, um, you know, hey, I'm in charge, chain of command, and they're like, cool, like they're not Mm going to check in with their supervisor, and so she's clearly going to know he was the one who did it. Well, although they, yeah,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of silly. So first, of course, he asks Davos to do something. I don't know if it's yeah. set up the stuff, the boat for Cersei or to smuggle him into the prison yeah, camp. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It was the boat, I think is, <laughs> I it, think but, so, but
0: yeah, yeah. Of I think that must be do it. one or the other. And then they have their, uh, they have a, a great moment together. They're, uh, I think yeah. a really great last moment. Um, another right. great last moment between brothers because <laughs> right, they've got yeah. a couple. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, the the most obvious parallel of course is Jamie coming to see Tyrion in prison when he was uh there for the you know supposedly killing Joffrey, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's an obvious sort of parallel to that scene and I did I yeah, I agree. I really I really liked this scene too and you know, we could Debate what's, you know, what's the wisdom of the various characters. Is it smart for Tyrion to be doing this? What's the actual plan? Like we could debate the nitpicks of that. Yeah. But if we want to talk about a scene with the two actors there playing, you know, what the both characters know is going to be a final goodbye Good. between these two brothers that love each other, I I really like that. That's another yeah. example of a scene that I really enjoyed. I
3: sincerely mm-hmm. liked it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's always been a a relationship that I've been happy to watch. Like whenever they're together, it's, you know, a really good, I think a really good scene. They really bring it out in each other.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Well, uh,
1: Jamie liking Tyrion was actually for us the very first sign that Jamie wasn't all bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that was, uh, you know, long before we got any of the other stuff with him and Brienne, for example.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and Tyrion really hopes Jamie will convince Cersei to flee to Essos and save the city. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, I don't know, seems like grasping at straws in a way, but like this is all he can do at this point, right? All he can do is set these seeds to people and plant this thing about the bells. And um, my yeah. immediate first worry in this scene was when he was saying, you know, have him ring the bells, open the gates, mm-hmm. everything's going to be cool. Is that oh, okay? Now there's going to be a fake surrender because Jamie's going to go to Cersei and say, Hey, they just said, you know, hey, mm-hmm. when you surrender, they'll everything's cool. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, fuck. and now Tyrion's really going to get it because mm-hmm. that'll be the ultimate betrayal. But of course, that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> well, and well. you know, like that's just that's another sort of uh, notch on the side of. Uh, why Danny might've been doing that Mm is like, okay, sure. They're ringing the bells because someone told them that that would make our attack stop. But like, you know, look at what happened to her in Marine, right? Like she took the city. Supposedly she did it the right way with the, you know, the slaves rising up against the masters and she was the breaker of chains. And yet still they worked to undermine her you know, they killed her people by sneaking around in the back alleys. Like, it, you know, mm-hmm. I. It's more stuff that could be added into that stew of thoughts that led to her making the decision she made. But the, the but the show doesn't really make the connect those dots for us. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the next. Uh... Thing Was Danny and John at Dragonstone? Um, mm.
3: um, did we do the scene with um, Grey Worm and Danny? Did we miss that one?
0: Possibly, I
1: don't know. That I wouldn't, I've found it. I don't um, know if we'd say missing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> what,
3: no, what did I you just, see?
2: Yeah, what did you The, the scene absurd?
3: with um, Daenerys and Grey Worm, um, and Miss Sunday's slave collar.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And, her um, only
0: possession, the last thing, or the
1: thing she brought with her. Well, him. but but, what? Why was that Miss Sandy's only possession? Right. Her slave collar. Why? Right. Why? Yeah. That why? doesn't make any sense.
3: It was the Not only thing that she Khaleesi? brought with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that one, I like. I I liked the emotion that they were kind of going for, but boy, that just the concept that. Her one possession that she brought from Essos is her former slave collar, which she hang- hung on to for years. Oh, and here, let's give it to this other former slave because right. he's going to do what? <laughs> hang it on his wall that he doesn't
3: have? I, I think, mean, <laughs> I think that I mean- that was her passing a signal to him of what sh- her intention was. And I, you I know, think maybe. He was there for it. Yeah.
1: So I, I guess I, I don't necessarily dispute her her actions or intentions or emotions in the moment. It's more the writing thing that somehow Miss Sande's only possession was the slave collar. Like why does she even still have it? I don't buy at all right. that Miss Sande <laughs> would have sentimentally held on to her old slave collar. I like, I don't buy that. Certainly that not the way Grey Worm right felt me. about it. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I I feel like what they were saying is they want to have something of Missandei's and they couldn't think of anything because they didn't actually ever give her character anything to own. So
3: Exactly. There was no depth there for us to identify as being, oh, of course that's Missandei's. No, all we know about her is that she was a slave.
0: And why? Because they weren't best friends. She was an employee.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Apparently not paid very well because she didn't have nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Nettie. Hi,
2: Nettie.
4: Welcome. Hello. And uh, it sounds like I came in right on time. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: glad you could join us. So, uh,
1: yeah. The quick recap is that we did talk a lot about understanding that ending a story like this has got to be very difficult, which doesn't mean necessarily that we think they did a great job. But nonetheless, that maybe there were some parts of this that were not terrible. And we're going to kind of talk through our complicated feelings. (laughs) Uh,
2: You
4: know, it makes me wonder. I mean, man, I wonder if they wish they had like four more episodes. Oh, wait.
3: (laughs) Exactly.
4: (laughs) They did it to themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I just want to tack on to that whole Ascendi thing. Uh, That scene to me says more than anything, uh, Daenerys, you didn't care for her as much as you thought you did yeah. in the sense that you did not show her time or affection when she was alive. If that was her only, her only possession and you thought you thought her collar was the important thing to give to gray Like you didn't get her. You did not get her yeah. at all.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, what I was saying was that I think that she specifically gave it to him because she wanted to kind of signal to him where her head was at, what she, her intentions were for the battle.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's more evidence. <laughs> Apparently <to> not. Support <laughs> yes. the, the, see, but what it is though, other than me thinking that the writing is clumsy, that that's the item that they chose to use for the scene in writing it, because this is, this is where I talked about this a little bit last week where, a switch is kind of flipped in my brain to the point where frequently I am not trying to defend or analyze why would this character do this? It's more like, why would the writers decide to have the character do this? Mm -hmm. Right. And so the slave collar is a thing where I want to say, not why did Daenerys use the slave collar for this symbolic way, but why did the writers decide that Missandei's only possession was a slave collar? Yeah. And so that's, that's frustrating. But at the same time, I think what we can take is the, you know, like the intent of the scene, I think is to communicate to us that Danny and gray worm are on the same page, which is Missandei's last words were Drakaris, Let's do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people are going to try to get in our way, but I think, you know, so like, again, not to defend the actual execution of it, but anyone whose reaction was, I can't believe that Danny would do this. There was no build up to that at all. No development. It's like, no, that's really just not true. There yeah. was tons and tons of development leading yeah. up to this point. Yeah. Now, that doesn't make the execution of it unclumsy, but there was lots of development to it.
4: Um, I'm sure you guys already talked about this, but can I just say how happy I was when I was watching this, uh, Varys get killed?
1: How happy you were?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, because I was like, as soon as he had that conversation with Tyrion last last week, I was like, time to kill Varys. Why, and well, and yeah. earlier I said, why isn't Varys dead? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I also, I liked that scene. Um, mm. It was brutal. It wasn't... It wasn't a scene that I had a problem with and I really did enjoy how, you know, it's all dark and then all of a sudden out comes this dragon head all menacingly like alien, you know? Yeah. Um, So I did enjoy that part of it. And I think it, you know, if, if what the writers are trying to tell us is we want to set a tone, we want to set the tone for, yeah, this is, this is what's happening and this is where we're headed. I thought it was good. I have a lot of problems with other parts of the episode, but yeah, no, I was good with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, it's like everyone in the episode knew how likely it was that Danny was going to do this. Uh, even
4: and him, he took off his rings.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, he knew that, but I just mean like, even in the scene, like in, uh, in the small council room, you know, mm-hmm. the throne room from Dragonstone after that, where like, he he has his sort of last-ditch plea of, okay, so I know what you're planning and I'm not even going to try to tell you not to do it, but maybe just in case they decide to surrender, we can actually accept their surrender instead of just still killing everybody. Mm. Is that something that would maybe kind of sort of be okay with you? And she kind of goes, yeah, maybe. By the way, I have your brother prisoner. Yeah, And so it's like... It- Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think at that point, Tyrion was hoping that maybe her, her agreement to abide by the surrender would be enough.
4: I think he believed it right until he saw that it wasn't happening. I think yeah. he really believed that she would accept their surrender, that he had faith in her. If he mm-hmm. could pull it off, yeah, he could save the city, and that she was worth it. Yeah,
1: because he could, wanted to believe it. Yeah, he, he wanted it. to believe, believe it. it. He and wanted whether to believe or not it.
4: he should have believed it is another story. Mm. Because there really is that look of betrayal on his face, and yeah. and just I can't believe I'm seeing this.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he trusted her to do the right thing. I think he was watching her so closely when he was that one shot of him looking up at her on the dragon and the bells are ringing and he's watching her. Like that wasn't hope in his eyes. That was like, Oh fuck. What's she going to do? What's she going to yeah. do? It was kind of like, Oh please. Oh please. Oh yeah. please. oh Please please be the
4: queen. I think yeah. you are.
3: I don't right? think yeah. he had faith in her. Cause he reminded her as if she were a little girl. Now remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bells mean surrender. Yeah. You know? And she mm-hmm. just, Nope. That's not what that meant to her.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The next thing we were jumping back into was Danny and John before all of that goes yeah. down. Um, right. With her trying to rally him back, making one last attempt at romance. Like, we're still a thing here. I'm not yeah. going to be loved. And then I think this is her thinking, you know, they could still get married and rule, not rule together, but at least well, have that. And he's too weirded out by it. And, and so, and to me, this is the turning point and her with the bells and everything that when the bells are ringing, it's like the gravity of it finally happened hits her. You know, Mm -hmm. the bells are ringing. This is it. I did it. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't hold it because of John. Mm -hmm. It has to be fear. And the only way they're going to fear me is if they truly see what I can yeah. do.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, we're jumping to the, we don't to jump well, to the Well, We talk so much I, about I agree, it. No, yeah, no, I agree with you though, <laughs> that um, like uh, my only frustration with this scene is that it it makes it a little bit too easy to take a superficial view of her motivations as being sort of, I'm crazy because my boyfriend dumped me. You know what I mean? I think there is way more to it than that. But by framing sort of the moment as being when her boyfriend dumps her.
2: No, I I think she
0: was over. I think she was over the romance or whatever. I think this was her last ditch effort to be accepted by the seven kingdoms one way or the other way. Or maybe yeah. Yeah, that's well, the point for it, right? No,
1: okay. I, would, I, I, don't misinterpret I, me. Sorry. Um, what I'm saying is not that that's what happened. I'm saying that by using this as the means to show us her making that decision, it makes it too easy to view the whole thing as being about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I agree with you that there is more to it. But the the superficial viewing of it is that I'm in love with you, but you don't love me back, so I'm going to burn down a city. And I know that there's more to it than that. Right. But the show is not great at telling us that it's more than that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have to try to get in her head to explain it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she did just say it's gonna be love or it's gonna be fire, and then she kissed him, and he rejected her, and she said, "Okay, fire." So I th- I feel like I they made but well, yeah, yeah, whatever. But same thing. I think that this is another. This scene is another example of why he's not fit to be on the Iron Throne unless he's just the last man standing. Is because just like when he was in the Dragon Pits, and Cersei said, "Will you?" agree to be, you know, unresolved to who to who you'll side with until after the threat is dealt with. And he said, Oh, I already, I already bent the knee. And he was, you know, he wasn't the most diplomatic in that moment. And she said, you should have just said it, it would have been fine. And I feel like this was another example of, he could have just said, you know, sure, Auntie, let's make out, you know, and just Mm -hmm rolled with it and maybe that wouldn't have happened. Not again. And I'm not saying that, Oh, it's her boyfriend, but it, it is lame that they did it in that order. There were mm-hmm. so many things that had her to that point. Yeah. I don't think they needed that to be the trigger. That was extremely disappointing, but if he had rolled with it and see, here's the thing is like, my, it's another, it's a problem I have with him is that he will go along with anything. Unless it looks dishonorable. That's the only point when he'll stop and put on the brakes if he's not the leader.
2: John, gets back wants in his head. Be,
4: John wants to be led. He would
2: prefer
3: That's what I was saying led. earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And he finally found somebody that would that wanted him to follow rather than lead, and he won't mm-hmm. that's why he struggles. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And he was, he was willing to do almost anything. Uh, Mike McCauley in the chat said when she said, looks like fear, it was over. And, yeah. um, yeah. you know, it's like the, the, the whole bent and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase what Paulette was saying in the chat, uh, because she, she didn't like the words that she used, but the whole bent and I agree with her, the whole bent that like part of this is her being spurned romantically has a part to play is supposed to make us feel better about her genocide. I don't right? think so. Like,
3: no. it's more explainable when when in Hollywood context, not you know Hollywood, but HBO, but like yeah. in, in in the big mass media stuff. That's that's the norm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So I I think that
1: what's frustrating about the way things played out in this episode is not that there isn't this layered development and character development and and background stuff that all leads to her making the decision she does. The problem is that the show is actually not good at communicating any of that. Yeah. You really have to sort of read between the lines to get any of that. Because if you're just taking text as text and not looking for the subtext, uh, it feels more like it comes out of nowhere.
4: Yeah. Subtlety is good and foreshadowing is fine, but if we have to come up with these excuses and these examples, then they didn't do their job right. right. They needed to show it to us. You know, we said it before, you know, it's a TV show and yet they're still telling us not showing us and and everybody knows you show you don't tell. Um the same thing mm-hmm. happened here. I mean, uh for instance, you know, during the the burning uh, and a couple of characters have visual reactions, but nobody talks about it. <laughs> Nothing happens. The 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 green explosions. I don't think Chuch was hemming me. Sorry, to, to <laughs> no. Me <up>. um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, but there's like these green explosions, which to me as a viewer, I'm like, oh, did Cersei like plant bombs throughout the city, anticipating this? But you know what? I shouldn't have to say that. I shouldn't have to come up with that. And the same thing here. I shouldn't have to come up with why did she switch? What, what, what made all of this happen? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, 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 they failed, they failed in their job and they could have done better. My big problem is when she does start burning, it's like she's trying to avoid burning Cersei, yeah. and yeah. all yeah. she wants to do is burn <laughs> the people. And yeah. they've right. been building this uh, this story, and I'm sorry if I'm a little ranty here, but they've been building this story about the fact that the people of King's Landing are fickle. The whole point mm-hmm. of the High Sparrow and the shame bell and everything is that you need the people's support. Tyrion always talks about how you need the people's support, mm-hmm. and if they had taken a couple episodes and they had the people of King's Landing turn on Danny and show her, but she's had no interaction with them whatsoever, yeah. so why would she do this? Mm-hmm. That, to me, is what angers me because they had this storyline like it looked like it was going in that direction and it could have paid off in the spectacle that they wanted, but they just decided... No, we're going to do six episodes. We're not going to show you that. And we're not going to actually give you a reason. We're just going to have her burn people for the sake of burning people and ignoring her actual target.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the, well, and for, for that matter, her actual target, you can make another argument there of saying, sure, let's. Raised to the ground, her family's ancestral home that contains the Iron Throne—that is supposedly the point of all this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the dragon skulls. So. Yeah, um, but but like I think w- what it you know comes down to—I mean, obviously we're kind of like that's the big moment that we all want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. the episode is named after, right? You know. Yeah. So I think that the again, it's this problem where if you sit and think about it for a little bit and you think about all the things that happened with her recently, and you think about all of the lessons she's learned from people and all her experiences throughout her life, you can really get yourself into her mindset pretty well to understand, if not condone or defend Mm -hmm. to understand why she makes the decision she does. And it is in touch with her character and it does make sense, even if it's awful from our perspective. But the problem is what the show shows us is bells are ringing, looking around, looking around. Oh, there's the red key. Makes me really mad. Now I'm going to spend 20 minutes burning everything but the red key. Right. (laughs) And that's what the show shows us. And so if we want to, we can delve into all that stuff and understand where she's coming from. But we have to dig into all of that because the show doesn't tell us that stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The show is
1: not good at
3: communicating those ideas to us. They did, had to do the work. They did a better job communicating it in the trailer for this episode that just aired yeah. because they did, they showed her re- reacting to Misende and then they did a voiceover track of different things that had happened to her. And the last one was Vissera saying, you know, something about the dragon, you know, and it's yeah. just like, and to me, it's like, why didn't you put that in the fucking episode? Yes, it's cheesy. Yeah. Yes, it's ABC, CBS sitcom, but goddamn put it in there because we're, right. like you guys are saying, we're having to work too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mike and Apparently,
0: says- Trogon has an unlimited fuel supply. Because
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kept waiting for like, that. She's like, she's
0: mowing the lawn and she's just going. Mm-hmm.
2: Zool, <laughs> zool, yep. zool.
4: Yeah. Well, that's a great graphic there, Chooch. Um, yeah. My, I kept my, waiting my for meme. when when she got to the castle that uh, like Drogon wouldn't have fire. Like I was like, is, th- is this the point? Are they just wanting him to run out now? Yeah. Uh, Mike McCauley says the show doesn't do a good job of showing. This is so true. Re- this is a recurring theme the last couple of seasons. And one of my biggest frustrations.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, I Especially think- with the budget they have, they could do yeah. so much more if they just focused on right. what was like the story, not the visuals, you know?
1: Well, you know, I I said uh, earlier this season that, like, the Battles tends to not actually be my favorite episodes anyway. They're exciting, but Mm -hmm. they really just serve as keeping the tension up to produce all of the quieter character moments that are what I've always really liked about the show. Yeah. But I I think you really hit on something important there, Viv, when you talked about that preview, because I agree that that was actually pretty effective. And I'm sure that the reason they didn't do something quite like that in the episode is just because people hearing voiceover of past lines and stuff is definitely not something that's been in sort of the style palette of the show. Yep. Yeah. But whether they handled it like that or not, that storytelling piece is what's missing from the episode of mm-hmm. putting us in her head. What is she thinking in that moment? What is she feeling? What are the memories she's reliving that allow her to be in that headspace? We have to do all the work because the show doesn't tell us. It just shows her looking mad at the city skyline. Right. (laughs) And so that's, I think what's frustrating to me. Well, and it's actually, you know, I talk about, I I said at the beginning of this episode, I do not hate the story development that this is the decision she makes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it's, it's sad, yeah. but I feel like it is earned from character and storytelling perspective with yeah. the caveat that the actual moment of her decision is very clumsy because they don't put us in her headspace at all. They, it's one thing to say after she makes this decision, I think it is actually really smart that after that moment, she's never again seen from her perspective. It's always from ground level of just her way off on the dragon doing what she's doing because she's this unstoppable monster at this point. I think that's a good creative decision, but I think (laughs) that we needed something to get us in her headspace right at that moment. But the show had us, in the headspace of everyone afraid of her for the last episode and a half now.
0: Yeah. Mm.
4: yeah. I, I think that, you know, like many people have been saying, like, it's not surprising that Danielis gets to this point. Um, it really was leading up to this. There really were a lot of clues and so forth, but I just like, I'm going to agree with everything. Everybody said, it's the execution. And, you know, when she, The bells ring and she's like panting. And then she just you see that look on her face where it's like, fuck it. I'm doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. I didn't throw things at my screen. I didn't go, oh, come on. Where did that come from? Like, I got that. I just Mm -hmm. I have a lot of criticisms on some things that came before, but a lot of how she then executes it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCauley says exactly. At least, maybe a couple flashback thoughts to know what she was thinking before acting out.
1: Right. Yeah. If right. nothing else, the fact that she she starts burning the city first. Yeah, is part before, of what like would feels be, yeah like it's it's one thing if she goes after the castle first because that's where her enemy is, but then once she's done that. She, and she's seeing the distraction like she just can't stop herself she's just in a red haze at that point and then she continues on to burn the city like I feel like that would have played better
4: Yep. I, I also feel like all they would need is a scene of of something about how Daenerys is sending a message to the people like if you want to be spared leave the city leave the city now I will protect you yada yada yeah. and then having them reject her Mm -hmm. Anything, anything to warrant her wanting to go after people, right? Like she, she, it was like she was purposefully (laughs) avoiding soldiers and Mm -hmm. going after small folk.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it didn't start that way. Like because there yeah. was the the first time we see her do one of the streets, mm-hmm. we do see there are soldiers in the street amongst the other people Agreed. running away, and that's where she starts. But then after that, it just starts becoming burning anything that moves. Yeah, and yeah. um and again, it's like I don't even necessarily hate that direction, except that the show really didn't give us any kind of a sense of why would she do that. Before going after Cersei. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That doesn't make like, Oh, I'm really mad at you, but I'm going to smack this person next to me for no reason.
1: Now, to some extent we could even perhaps say the reason she did that is because that's what everybody who betrayed her told her not to do. Mm. And she's not going to let herself be pinned down. Like, you know, what was the last thing? They said was Dracarys. What was the last thing? They said, Olena said, be a dragon. Yeah. Right. And, and now all these smaller people who don't it's even mad. have loyalty to her, they're telling her, don't burn the city, don't burn the city. Yeah. Well, I'm going to burn the city. And so we could even see that maybe that's the thought process. Or
0: like the old school that, except- torturers where you show the yeah. instruments. So Cersei knows yeah. what's coming for her. Right. Yeah. But
1: again, <laughs> without the show, doesn't te- give us anything mm. to go yeah. on there. So we have to try to speculate about what she might've been thinking.
4: Dan D says uh, earlier, she told Tyrion that mercy is our strength. What happened to that? Yeah. Well,
3: well, well no, she said for future generations yeah, to live yeah. without tyranny. She yeah. was uh-huh. not talking about these. I don't think she was no. talking about the current citizens. Right. She, she was justified about-
0: it away. Yeah.
3: What comes yeah. after she breaks the wheel, so to speak, or drains the swamp or whatever she plans on yeah, doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well,
1: I, I mean, to. that that whole line was absolutely set up to be a huh? Oh yeah. Sort of reaction from Tyrion, right? Like right. Mercy is our strength. And he's like, Yes, yes, it's our strength, right? To future generations. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Womp, yeah. Womp, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna
4: I'm gonna be with Mike here. Uh Mike says at first I was actually cheering her on with her battle task yeah. systematically yeah. taking out the scorpions and etc. And then she escalated into total annihilation. Yeah. I, I'll also say that that one scene where they're at the the gates, and then the explosion comes from inside yeah, out. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean that was oh, that was pretty amazing.
1: I, I I want to just briefly take a tangent from what we were talking about there, and and talk about that sequence. And just remember how earlier in the season I expressed how weird it was that they made the decision to actually cast an actor and give a name to the yeah. leader of the <laughs> Golden Company. Oh like, yeah. They must have some sort of a plan for that character, right? Because well, otherwise, why does he even need to exist? And clearly, the answer is so that he can have a cool horse for Arya to find at the end of the episode. Yep. There is no other reason. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wearing those fancy yeah. pants. Yeah. Wow. Oh, says man. Money well spent, rolling eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, there was uh, some recap I, I read that was uh, talking about. You know Arya's whole bit there, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But uh, mm-hmm. saying, uh, sure, you know, she uh, discovered, you know, the the horrors of full out war and atrocity and uh, genocide and uh, nihilism that nothing you do can save anybody. Mm-hmm. But hey, free horse.
4: i think it's supposed to be a pale mare so you know yeah well yeah yeah,
1: so i i think the the but i you know so just my point was just amusement that they bothered to say this is captain harry strickland his name is he he's the leader of the golden company we cast Handsome McBlondie face, and uh, here he is standing in his armor, and he stands in front of a crowd, and clearly there must be a reason for him to actually be a character instead of just here's the golden company, don't they look cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, the end it so all it is is for him to stand there and go, hmm.
3: Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> well, god damn it. If he brought
3: the damn elephants, they would have done yeah. like yeah. they <laughs> would have been fine. It was clearly that. that was elephants. The
1: yeah. Thirsty so, was right. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, like the whole action sequence leading up to the bells, right. I mean, all of that stuff, like we can get mad about why, why was it so easy for Euron to take out the second dragon last time he hits three shots in a row out of nowhere. Yep. Um. And then it, you know, and then Daenerys feels like she has to actually fly away and not do anything. And yet this time, It's like, oh, you know, they can't touch her and it's just, you know, completely lopsided. She gets, destroys everything.
4: And, and, and there are a couple of things that they did well in that scene. I will give mm -hmm. them credit for, for instance, she arrives in a tactical position. She comes from the direction of the sun so that nobody can see where she's coming from that makes sense but then when she starts changing direction it no longer makes sense and it's taking way too long to load these scorpions then she flies really low so they have to aim the scorpions down then she flies up she takes some of them out and then they Mm -hmm. have to take the time to raise them up so she's changing the angle there and that makes sense but there was way too much of I'm going to burn just some of these scorpions and then I'm going to come back for the (laughs) others and then I'll come back for these. And nobody gets a shot off, but they were fine taking her out before.
0: I I think we have to intuit that it was the planning before, like because they were taken by surprise Mm -hmm. and because they didn't know the scorpions existed though. What the fuck's your job, Ferris? How could they not know they existed? So
1: especially since they almost lost a dragon to one back, at the last yeah. battle but right. anyway okay yeah. so um,
0: yeah so
4: they had no scouts but
0: finally and, having uh, air tactics yeah. makes sense yeah. kind of because they were surprised before
1: i think that yeah. there's all, oh so i i didn't mean to cut you off well, but i think it just I, shows
0: I, that the the she now she's actually using what the dragon yeah. has she's using the agility she's using the sun yeah. and that's yeah. the way that first battle would have gone if if she had been expecting yeah. that it was a possibility
1: yeah. yeah, I think something to be said too for her commitment because she was going in to attack last time, but then wavered, and hesitated, pulled off. This time she's in it, yeah, she's committed, and so I think there's something to be said for that. And what I was actually going to say is even though we can nitpick just why it was so hard last time and so easy this time, uh, I didn't I didn't really have a problem with that. It was sort of very exciting. It did sort of lead to this point where it was seemed like it was exciting, but very easy to get to that point with the bells to the point where I was kind of like, okay, well that happens too fast. So we yeah. definitely know what's going to happen for the rest <laughs> of the Um Yeah, but uh. But yeah, so a lot of that was very exciting. I agree, especially that front gate blasting outward behind the Golden Company, and then mm-hmm. having the Golden Company just completely get routed,
2: <laughs> um,
3: yeah. and
2: uh, and then run know.
3: down by the Dothraki.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think I, I, a lot of that I thought was actually really cool. Yeah, we we of course see Euron just jump into the water, so we know he's not gone for good. So eh. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. He's
1: going to miraculously show up just in the very secret location where Jamie was planning to sneak into the castle. Like, "Ah, all right. Okay.
0: (laughs) That's where I assume we would jump to next too. Yeah. Uh,
4: Before we get there, I do want to complain. I'm going to be a bit of a grump sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I know we've seen it before and I've probably complained about it before. I really hate how they go to the ambushing Indian Trope with the Jethro with the—I mean, like—I swear they just took the 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 audio from an old Western movie and put it in there for that. <laughs> scene and I just, yeah. I really, I'm not a fan of that trope, and I don't. There's there's so many implications, and if you want to know, go check it out on I think it's like Native American News Today or something. They did a really great article over the hiatus, but I'm really tired mm-hmm. of that, and it just it it seems so obvious in this scene that yeah. it just it took me out, and I was cringing so hard. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go to stupid boy Euron. (laughs) I hate
1: him. Yeah, I hate
4: Euron in the show. By the way, in the books, well, Euron is a whole different person.
1: Yeah, he's pretty hateable there, but but for like different
4: intentional reasons. Yeah, Um, I can't.
3: I can't find it quickly, but I I read a meme to Dooch over the weekend, and it was like book Euron, and it's like three sentences that are very eloquent and poetic and yada 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 and then the other side was you know tv show you're on low my dick and then, like yeah. it was a picture of jack
0: picture. sparrow
3: <laughs> yeah jack yeah. sparrow with low my dick and the other one was like this yeah. really beautiful artistic rendering and it's like yeah that's that's that pretty thing. much it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: so the, the the not only did it make no sense why how you're on like unless mm-hmm. the explanation is literally it's just a complete random coincidence that he happened to wash up in that specific spot just as jamie was going that way now on the one hand i did actually really like i thought it was pretty clever the whole thing of Tyrion had told jamie this is how you'll get out of the red keep and then when he ended up locked out because they closed the gates he says oh i will go in the other way I'll I thought that was actually pretty yeah. clever. Yes, yeah, so, but uh, the fact that Euron is just somehow there is like okay, whatever. Um, and I was also irritated that the whole plot line of who's really the father of Cersei's baby, like that whole thing of like, first of all, we still never got anything other than Jane- Cersei's word for it that she was ever pregnant in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, thought mean, I, I, saw I guess Kyburn said though. so, but in it. Well, maybe. Okay. But the the, the but point again, is- But again, they didn't tell us. I mean, we have, right. I'm guessing. I thought right. I saw a baby bump. I well, don't know. And even if it, so I think it was true just based on what she was saying when she would have no reason to lie anymore, you know? It's like, yeah. but I think she was pregnant. But again, for, ha- you know, they, if they wanted her to actually be pregnant, then why leave it ambiguous for so mm. long? Yeah. That's stupid. It's bad storytelling because it's just confusing. But also this whole thing of Jamie knows she was pregnant. Euron thinks it's his, but it's actually gotta be Jamie's. So like nothing comes of that at yeah. all. But yeah. for
0: sure Euron would gloat about
1: like yeah. He, he gloats about sleeping with her and says nothing about the baby. It was the perfect opportunity to just have an exchange of lines of like, oh, I put a baby in her belly. It's like, no, you didn't. It was actually mine. <laughs> you know, they yeah. could have done something like that. But no, they just dropped it all together. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Uh, so um, Paulette calls your own, uh Captain Plutonium.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
4: Uh, Mike says, I'm sorry, but I thought the whole Euron Jamie scene was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Euron could have easily been taken out in Great. a naval attack. Agreed. Like, yeah. let's spend extra time on, as yeah. Christiana said, nothing because there's no payoff. Yeah. yeah. Unnecessary. Right. He was cool hurt fight.
1: on his way up. like He didn't I, even have to be hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fact that he was hurt, other than the fact Cersei talks about it, doesn't actually contribute no. to the plot in any way. It was to give Euron
0: one final cool line. I'm the guy who killed Jamie Lannister. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't the, that cool cuz technically knows. he's he didn't. Yeah. So. Right.
0: But in his and mind that's friend. how he goes out. Yeah. And um, nobody would ever I, know anyways.
1: <laughs> I saw some people complaining that Jamie would not have left him alive even dying, but but I feel like no, he's in a hurry. He's trying yeah. to get he's in to a hurry. To he doesn't he get bear. Yeah, so I, I didn't have a problem with that, but I agree that I didn't really feel like Euron versus Jamie was a fight that I was dying to see. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, I guess it was fine. It was just like, you, oh, you could have just guy. cut that. Yeah, you could have just cut that entire scene and it would have made yeah. no difference.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, don't think, I think it was, was maybe. I think it was maybe a way to justify why Jamie wasn't able to rescue Cersei. Like, yeah. we want him to die in there. Okay, yeah. well, he's one-handed. Well, that's not enough. Well, the building's falling, and then everything's yeah. on fire. No, that's not enough. He's Superman. We got to stab him a couple times, too. Mm-hmm. And then make sure everybody knows that Euron's dead, we think. Because they the still writer, didn't show it to us.
4: I think well, the no, did they did. A I, too much in love with Jamie.
1: Yeah. They, they didn't Ooh. hold on it long, but I think he is meant to be dying just as he says, uh, you know, I'm yeah. the one who, man who killed Jamie Lannister. And then he kind of just goes still. And out. they don't hold on it very long, but I think that's the intent.
3: You know, I actually saw somebody saying that she doesn't know it's if Jamie and Cersei are alive or dead. I'm like literally fucking mm-hmm. fell on their heads. Yeah. But because they didn't see dead bodies, well, they don't well,
2: that's where we are. And I only say that as a
3: point of that's where we are with this show is yeah. we're having to speculate, or at least some people are yeah. having to speculate that deep.
4: And well, honestly, I- if they show up alive in the next episode, I think we're all gonna just be like, That's cheating.
3: No, yeah, oh, there's yeah. no way. They wouldn't well, do that.
1: I also feel like there's not even any point in that.
3: Yeah. No. Right? No. Like,
1: what, what, they're going to show up alive again for what?
3: Yeah. yeah. they already that closed that, said, that thread. That's what yeah. they're trying to do. I,
1: I agree, though, in the con- just, or I guess I'm not agreeing so much as yeah. raising something that um, having the castle fall on their heads in the crypt. It's kind of like the least visually interesting possible way they could have had those mm. two characters die. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to go with some sort of poetry that, like, Cersei was so determined to hold on to the castle and she stayed there until it fell in on her head. I guess. But I mean, all it was is here, let's have them dimly lit in a cavern and then the screen goes black because rocks fall from the ceiling
0: the final rain like, of castamere
1: you know we don't have them falling from a tower we don't have them burned up with fire we don't like we don't even have them bleeding to death in each other's arms or something like that it's like nope just <clears throat> yep So, yeah, I like I again, it's like I don't hate the story development of it turns out that even after all of the, you know, uh, progress that Jamie made, he just could not pull his psyche away from his twin and had to go back to her. It's sad, but I buy it.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, they've been dropping hints for that the whole time, too.
1: It makes me retroactively even more pissed with Jamie for what he did to Brienne because (laughs) it's like. Hey man, you couldn't have figured that out before you slept with her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Anyway, um, that's I was mad about that last week. I don't have time for it anymore. Um,
4: <laughs> I don't hate. I laugh the idea. because I agree with you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I don't hate the idea that he wanted to go back to Cersei and that they died together. I think that a lot of that scene between them actually was really interesting, and I kind of really liked it, except that. I feel like the only reason they made Cersei pregnant was so that she could cry just before she dies that she wants her baby to live and then whoops, kill her anyway, lol.
3: Yeah, make yeah. her sympathetic and kill her. Yeah. 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 With the last and thing i is
0: I want to live.
3: And I, I, yeah, but I think that the thing that makes that believable for all of us is the fact that she's pregnant. Right, and but, that, you yeah. know, he would want to try because all of his other kids died and he didn't really show any kind of parenting or fathering, kind of nurturing towards them while they were alive for obvious yeah. reasons. But um, I mean, I think he wanted, you know, that he, I mean, for all the things that you've said, but also like he just wanted that baby to live maybe because even Tyrion mentioned yeah, it, you know. Maybe.
4: Honestly, at this point, like Tyrion cares about the kid and Cersei cares about the kid a bit. I don't think Jamie cares at all. To Jamie, the kid is an afterthought. If yeah. anything, it's it's he had to come back and like so. There's this one thing we get a couple in the books. We get a couple of Cersei chapters, and in the Cersei chapters, you get inside her head. And when she talks about being with Jamie, she's like, "It's not incest because he's just another part of me."
2: Right. right. Mm-hmm.
4: And. And I can see again that maybe this there's a couple of things in this episode that I think could pay off better in a book than Mm -hmm. it will on screen because you get that internal dialogue. I could see that Jamie is driven to get back to his twin because he also believes like while he may not have believed as strongly as Cersei did that they were part of the same person. When it comes down to it, he's like, I got to get back to her because I can't let my other half die without me. Yeah. And that because they're twins, they really believe that they're the same person. I don't think and maybe it's the the acting of Nicola Walda or whatever. But I just did not see that Jamie actually cared about the baby. You know what? Even the one who says, do you
3: think it's real? Mm hmm. He never even touched her stomach or anything like that. I don't,
1: I don't think Jamie cared about the baby at all. I agree. There was never a point in the whole series where he seemed to have any sincere, um, uh, fatherly love for any of his kids.
3: Marcella, when she was dying right Right before she died <laughs> actually well,
1: and it was also like it was only then like in that moment he kind of felt it then but it was like a surprise to him when he felt it yeah, yeah. and um you know but like other than that you know like you know we can retroactively decide whether it was consensual or not, but he and Cersei have sex at Joffrey's tomb. Yeah. When yeah. he's laying there.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he, he doesn't care.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't care. Tyrion think
4: cares, cares so, more yeah. for the children than. Oh Jamie yeah. Yeah. And... No, yeah.
1: For sure. Uh, yeah. So I, but the thing is like, I totally believe that Jamie would do what he did. I believe it. I it, I buy it for the character. It's a sad story, but I believe it. I think it's it's in character. A lot of people are trying to say, oh, all his character development is thrown out the window. It's like, no, he it's a ba- he backslides is the point. Yeah. And that happens sometimes. It's a sad story, but it happens, and it, it does feel in character. I will say, as I said a moment ago, having them just have rubble fall on their heads while in the catacombs is not a very vil- visually interesting way to have these two, pr- you know, central characters go
2: out yeah yep. uh we were jumped.
4: mike says i wasn't mad at how they killed the twins but i think that the expectation and speculation people had of who was going to be the one to kill cersei was thrown out the window yeah i guess the answer i guess the answer was danny but fans wanted mo- a more creative death yeah I, I don't know what that means well
1: yeah, yeah more than I,
0: just I, a building falling on their heads <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. So Um, I stand by what I said a couple of weeks ago, which is that prophecies in general are bullshit. So don't worry about it. But that said, I feel like if you really want to be determined about it, you could lead into it that Jamie leads her into the crypts. He does so because he thinks that there's a way out, but he leads her down there. Mm -hmm. And then the life is choked out of her by the
3: pressure of rubble on her. Actually, Tyrion told them which he told Jamie which direction to go. So, well, but it was blocked by rubble, right? But what I'm saying is they wouldn't have been down there most likely if Jamie hadn't, like, well, okay, but I mean, like,
1: why? Why? I'm just adding to it, uh, okay? okay, I'm I'm not, I'm I'm
2: not disagreeing. I'm not, you
1: don't have to. All right, I was just adding on. It's very, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's so the point, like, like. If people really want to be, you know, obsessive about it, you could justify it that way. But I would encourage people to say part of the tropes that this whole saga is designed to subvert is that prophecies are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 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 If there's any reality to them, it's like the Lord of Light. You know, it's it's right. like the Lord of Light will tell you what it wants you to hear. So that you'll do what it wants completely separate whether, from whether what it sa- actually says is true. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: I also think it's really funny that Cersei spent her entire life fearing and hating. Uh, well, she hated Tyrion because she blamed him for killing her mother. But she mm-hmm. also didn't trust him thinking that he would be her undoing. And it was Jaime. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Not that mm-hmm. I think she would have survived without that.
1: Although, you know, Tyrion brought Daenerys back to her door. I don't know. But it's like the whole point <laughs> is that it's like, yeah, it's but yeah, it's she believed that she was cursed because she got this whole prophecy and it's like, oh, you know, you'll have three children and then they'll they'll die. And so she's watching that happen and so she believes it's all true. She gets kind of superstitious about it and it's like, oh, yeah.
3: So. so can we talk about Clagane Bowl?
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask if if everybody's done with their their demise. Um, um so leading up right into Clagane Bowl, we have Arya mm-hmm. and the Hound. So previously <laughs> when uh, Jamie hadn't gotten in Arya and the Hound had blended in with the small folk and gotten into the Red Keep. Um mm-hmm. I Hmm. It bugged me because she's super faceless ninja warrior, but she's just going to storm in with the hound. And that's their plan is they're just going to directly head into the keep and kill Cersei. Well,
3: that's all the time that they had left.
0: I I think it's, and the reason it really bugs me is because well, we can't have her do something like that again. She's already done that. I mean, what? She's going to kill everybody. I you can't have her kill uh-huh. everybody. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I well, if, we'll see what happens next week. Because I feel <laughs> like, we're dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, I yeah. feel like the way the reason that works for me is that they are definitely setting it up. Like neither she nor the hound expect to survive it. Right. Yeah. They will say when they left the Winterfell last week that they don't expect to ever come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like the reason they're not being secretive is because it's essentially a suicide mission. Yeah. Right. And, and how do you that-
0: ensure that? By just walking directly in a you know,
1: like <laughs> That's totally well, fair. But no, I, I just I think the point is they don't they don't need to make it about tricks because they're just going to go in and do it. You know, like they they wouldn't be recognized by anyone until it's too late. Anyway, is kind of the yeah. idea, you know, like, but I, I, so I don't, I didn't mind that, but I mean, I felt like, uh, you know, leading uh, the, the scene where he suddenly tells her she can leave and it doesn't have to be all about, you That's know, awesome. revenge. And like, I liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, you know, I think it did sort of feel a little bit like, this is kind of down to the wire for that speech, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you guys have already <laughs> snuck your way into the red, the red keep at this
3: point and, and but so but I then think, again, yeah, I, oh, go ahead I, I was just gonna say I think that she would I think we know her, and oh. I was stunned that he reached her at that moment with mm. buildings and shit falling i mean yeah i I didn't think he was going to convince her to leave. I think that thank God that mm-hmm. they had the relationship that they did. And when he actually tried to drop some profound knowledge on her, she was receptive to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, I think that it was because they were there, because of all the innocent people running around, because she was seeing things. She'd seen death before. She mm-hmm. looked forward to seeing the Night King's face and seeing death in that form. She didn't fear it here. And he, he reminded her that, wait a minute, maybe you need to reassess whether or not you fear this now. You know, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe you don't want to die here. And, and it reached her. And I think it's because of where they were. I think he probably did Mm -hmm. try to stop her before. Maybe, maybe not. We'd have to speculate.
4: I think in the
0: moment, seeing the building is falling down, there really is. It doesn't have to be you looking her in the eye or something.
4: Right. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think that uh, uh, everything about their plan made sense if they got there before things start before things started Mm -hmm. burning before the all of these everything was so focused yes she was definitely gonna go they would probably have to sneak into the red keep if they got there earlier um and then once they were there they were like well what else are we gonna do we're here let's go Mm -hmm. kill her and 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 i agree that i think that um I don't think he could have convinced her to leave before, but at that yeah. point, he's like, what? Sorry, I just <laughs> heard a noise. Uh, at that point, it's Sorry. like, well, what's the point? You know, what what are you actually going to do here? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think that a-, a lot of that is kind of important. Now, this goes to Christiana's whole thing. It's a lot of what we're seeing is not why are the characters doing this, but why are the writers doing this? The writers are doing this so that aria sees the carnage it was just to get aria there they knew that if they got aria there early enough she would actually have killed cersei and the fans wouldn't like that um but yeah so we've got a couple Mm. of comments in the chat um paulette says this thing really made me mad the fact that the hound basically tells her don't become me go home and then she turns around and leaves. Arg, uh, Dan D says, "How long have they been traveling together?" He waits until then to tell her that. Did they not t- talk during the whole trip? I don't think they talked during the whole no, trip. I don't think they talk. Yeah. talk much. But <laughs> the <laughs> hound
1: is not a good communicator. Yeah, no. and I think it, I f- yeah.
4: And and then uh, it's just, just gonna get through these. Uh, and then Paulette says, "How many days or weeks were they on the road? And they're only having this talk now. Why not when they met outside of Winterfell? Again, I think we addressed that. And then wh- uh, still, Paulette, why did she actually leave? Why didn't she follow him anyway? Then she'd have been there to intercept Cersei. I think she would have, but I think also she realized, what am I doing? Like Cersei's uh-huh. dead. Like once, yeah, there's yeah, a dragon." Yeah, this is it. The, Cersei's right. dead and I'm not helping anything.
1: Right. It's it's one thing if they feel like Cersei has to die and it's not going to happen unless we do something. Right. But when they're both there and the Red Keep is crumbling and the city's burning, he's right. He's saying, you don't have to do this. Yeah. She's done for anyway. Yeah. Yep. You can make a different choice. You can go on and have the rest of your life doing something else. You have a choice now that you didn't before because we know she's going to die. Yeah. And so you don't have to feel like you're going to die with her just for the hell of it.
3: Yeah. I think it and, was... Yeah. Sorry.
1: I... The only time I teared up during this episode was when she called him Sandor. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah,
0: That was so cute. That was huge. Um,
3: I think that um, it was kind of an interesting flip on the scene that Aria had with Nymeria, where she sends Nymeria away because it's not necessary for her to die for whatever reason. And I feel like, you know, John did a shitty job with that by Aria standards <laughs> with Ghost, you know, last week. But I think it was kind of a similar thing in the way she looked up at him. That was, I mean, I know that, you know, she's 22 in real life or whatever, but she looked like that little bitty girl way back, you know, five or six seasons ago with those big eyes. And it was just like, It it did have to be there. That was the only thing that broke her reverie Mm. of hate and her need Mm. to finish this list before someone else finished it. And thank God that there were other people that were killed that she didn't kill that were on her list. Because if Cersei were the only one that she had left that she hadn't killed herself, I think that that would have possibly ended differently just on honor or some sick, twisted death focus. But having those uh, buildings fall apart around her. Yeah definitely impacted
0: her decision for sure right that's what i saw yeah she was done with her list yeah she released it and uh of course the big question is now now what (laughs) where does she go does she decide yeah maybe living in storm's end isn't so bad like i could be a lady my way
3: wow I I, i think that the reason one of the reasons that they had her wander for so long is to set it up for her to and this is just me speculating but she's so traumatized by what she's seen the children that little girl dying with the little horse toy or whatever that was you know all these things that she saw i mean is she gonna let danny rule after this i mean trade one queen for another this mm. this
4: is total like this for me watching Arya go through all of this. And by the way, I feel like we get a little bit of the panic that we saw in Arya during uh, the fight at Winterfell. Um, and uh, I, I think that um, we, we have a lot of flashbacks to Arya escaping King's Landing in season one or the beginning of season two. Mm. Um, but I think like her seeing all this and just seeing how but be- like she's killed people. She has killed people and she has killed people in horrible ways, but, she's seeing just random people being killed. These are not people who have been killed for any good reason. This is just random sampling and there's no rhyme or reason why anyone survives. And most of them don't. And of course they bring in the little girl and Nora that we only know her name because of closed captioning. Not sure why she has a name, but she has a name Uh, and it's Nora. Uh, (laughs) We see them so that we can care about these characters just so that we can be upset when she sees their their remains uh, later so that it motivates her. And when I watch this, I'm like, yeah, Arya is going to kill Daenerys and I am all for it.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, we saw that mother and daughter earlier in the episode, because when the gates are being closed Mm -hmm. and Arya and the Hound are like the uh, like some of the last in, we see them brush past that mother and daughter and it's in, it's in, I thought we were going to see the, that mother and daughter die uh, later. And it would, the implication would have been, they didn't get in through the gates because Arya and a Hound took right, their spot. Right. But then, yeah. of course, that turned out to be kind of moot. But we did see them at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And, and at that you know. point, she the, the as soon as they push past, the mother goes, hang on. And she starts grabbing yeah. for Arya's hand. Yeah, trying try to follow hand. them through. To their, try to, to yeah. link up with them. And then when they pick up Arya, they say, hold on. And they mm-hmm. get Arya through with yeah. that same tactic. Right.
1: Um, I So I actually really... I I feel like it did feel a little bit like it could have been like what they did talk about before they got to the city, what their plan was, what they thought was going to happen. One or two conversations of that nature before this one might have made this one feel a little bit less abrupt, but by and large, I really liked it. And even though it like, even though with Arya, we could have imagined a version of this story where he's not able to talk her out of it and she does go with him. But if we play out what happens there, right, is that she and, and the hound show up together in that moment where the hound shows up alone. The um, hound's fighting uh, uh, Gregor and Cersei tries to get away, and presumably Arya kills her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they both die when the castle crumbles on them. So is that the story we wanted?
2: Mm. I don't think
1: so. I no. mean, so, I mean, for that matter, one thing that could have been interesting there, just a way that it could have gone is like Arya kills Cersei and then Jamie shows up.
4: Yeah. That, could that have would been have be great. That would but, be nice. but, or, but she puts or, on Cersei's
0: face and then they have this, scum- no. Wait.
4: Yeah, but no, I, that would also be fun. But I, I kept thinking, I kept hoping, okay, Jamie promised he would get Cersei to the boats. He didn't promise anything after that. And I was like, I totally believe that this is not what's going to happen. But how cool would it be if he gets her out to the boat and then he kills her and they die together? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, you know, I, I wondered still if it was possible that they might be doing that. But I kind of, like, I didn't. By it but also just like i was i was kind of poisoned against that sort of a plot line just because of so many people after last week trying to defend what jamie did to brienne as like oh but what he's really doing is he's just gonna go kill cersei and he just doesn't want brienne to follow him so she's treating him like treating her like Harry and the Hendersons where you have to throw rocks at her and say, you don't go away. You, you go to your home and like Mm -hmm. act like she's not a living, breathing human being with her own thoughts and feelings. And like, so I, I was so mad at people trying to defend Jamie with that as the excuse that I was feeling like, even if that's true, it's not okay. And so I was kind of all primed to not want those people to be like, I would not want the showrunners to try to validate that perspective.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I would rather Jamie just is unable to move past his own psychic baggage associated with Cersei. And he does go back to her and it is sad and shitty and tragic, but real as opposed to the idea that they would have him go back kill Cersei and then somehow try to go back and say, now that he has rid the world of Cersei, he can go back to his one true love. I would have been really pissed if they tried to do that.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm a little behind in the chat. Um, uh, Paulette says, Aria is only in King's Landing to be our tour guide. And we're walking. Yeah. Now we're running. Now we're yeah. burning. Keep up, well, everyone. They,
1: <laughs> the uh, the In the behind the, you know, inside the episode, like the, the showrunners literally say that, that like she's there so that we have a character we care about, you know, their perspective to show all the danger and disaster happening to the city.
2: Oh, Which, okay. you know,
1: I mean, like, as a storytelling device, I mean, that's probably true that it makes it more yeah. effective. Although I'll, I'll go ahead and say, um, a lot of the scenes of destruction of the city excessive. excessive. Yeah. needed. Repetitive, <laughs> very yeah. repetitive. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, paulette does say again the scene would have benefited greatly for more time i'm not sure
1: if you're talking that, no that about was aria. from the uh that was uh, from the oh. aria and Sandor's.
4: okay okay yeah. sorry about that um uh so then yes i will agree with that i was going to say i don't think we needed more um and then uh mike says i may be jumping a little ahead my mind went to lynchian oh lynchian yeah. for a minute seeing this random white horse show up out of nowhere i thought she may have died in riding off yeah. uh and then once they showed her next week's preview i knew i was wrong um i so i'm going to i, I was going to bring this in the wrap-up but th- there was something that i saw and it was how dmb revel and i agree this is perfect for what i my big complaint is they revel in this uh fetishization of agony and I feel like a lot of what we were seeing was that it wasn't so like some of it. Yeah. We needed to express a point and some of it was just, Oh, we're going to put in more suffering. Oh, let's put in more. Let's, let's really twist the knife, you know? And it's like, guys yeah. enough. Like,
1: well, that that's been a problem with the yeah. show. It's been path. a problem
4: with the show the entire yeah. time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Mm-hmm. I saw a, uh, a mention of, um, being biblical parallels of her with riding the pale man, white horse. Yeah, I looked, and there uh, before me was a pale horse, its rider was yeah. named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. Yeah, Revelation 6 8.
4: Uh, and in the books, they mention the pale mare, and it sh- shows up a couple of times, but it's basically supposed to be uh, uh, a symbol of death, and right, it makes sense. Aria is gonna ride it, yada yada.
1: Yeah, I. So on the whole like I I thought like sort of there is some pretentiousness about the whole sequence but I didn't mind it because it did actually look cool.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: will uh, certainly acknowledge it doesn't really fit the rest of the episode. Like it's it does feel out of nowhere um and very different stylistically than the whole rest of the episode which is very gritty and realistic and then that one sequence is very different. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't hate it I, it was very beautiful looking it was yeah. cool I yeah That's um cool but yeah they they certainly did belabor her getting really beat up and seeing lots of devastation in the city and I agree with Nutty because I think that the they are setting her up to either succeed or at least try to kill Danny next
0: mm-hmm. time I was mm-hmm. seeing like my mind kept going every corner she turned like mm-hmm. oh they're gonna die now and this is the whole you know the god of death demands another life or whatever the whole balance thing um of why she was gonna lose them and then i thought the mom is gonna die and now she's she's gonna be saddled with a child and how's yeah. that gonna happen and then <laughs>
1: <clears throat> i saw this um uh, this article that was trying to Sell that—that that whole thing was suggestion that uh, Arya is actually Azor Ahai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing again, that more and like, more. still, like somehow that wasn't enough for her to kill the Night King. She also has to do this, I guess. Yeah,
4: <laughs> was that the one where it was? It's the story of Azor but in reverse.
1: Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Like, I so I'm definitely still on my prophecies are bullshit. Uh, yeah. approach so I, well, like, and even well,
4: George it, has said that George yeah. says that all the time he's like the whole point of prophecies is you can't lean too hard into them because then you get bound by them but it's really good because it motivates your characters
2: mm-hmm.
4: to think and believe things you know I mean yeah. like I can bring up another prophecy you know uh, Melisandre saw Arya in, in the books not in the show she saw Arya on a white horse you know and in in the books. It turns out it's somebody else on a white horse. But, you know, it could have been that she just didn't know when she was seeing it. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's They're fun to speculate about. But at the same time, what I like about this show and what I like about the books is that, yeah, we've got prophecies abound and multiple interpretations and all of them are true and none of them are true. And that's
2: awesome.
1: I Yeah. See, I agree. So the the fact that I'm, you know, dismissing like, oh, prophecies are bullshit. It's like, Well, but that doesn't mean that stories about them aren't cool because they definitely are. I think it taps into this very primal thing of the human beings don't know the future and wish we did. We wish we could know the future and this prospect of, oh, this thing will allow you to tell the future and predict the future. Like it's this there's this this very deep seated desire that we wish we could know the future. And so we will believe Prophecies, even though frequently the prophecies are so vague as to not ever be actually useful for anything. I mean, you know, it's like, it's well, you know, taps goes back into our most ancient rel- religions and stuff. Yeah.
4: I mean, if, if the, 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 so Greek, a lot of our dr- tropes of drama come from Greek drama and myths. And the whole point is every time we see prophecy in Greek drama and myth, it ends up becoming self-fulfilling. It ends up changing the motivations of characters and that without that prophecy, things would not have turned out that way. Uh, We see that in the Bible. Hmm? Yeah. Exactly. We see it in the Bible with, um, uh, with Moses. Uh, There's so many times that this is a really powerful theme. And so I dig that this is in, in the world.
1: Yeah. So I like the storytelling of people constantly trying to figure out prophecies. Mm -hmm. What I don't necessarily like as much is people watching the show. Yeah,
2: fans. Trying
1: to bend over backwards to make the prophecy actually be completely accurate and true, which I think actually sort of gets away from the point of what's cool about using them in stories, is that you can't really always connect the dots, even after the fact. But uh, yeah, uh, mm. so as far as like what's the point of the moment with the the horse and Arya, I think it is setting up she's going to be the one to kill Daenerys next time and they just got a little out of, uh, you know, they, they, they wanted it to look cool and so they kind of just started down a road of like, hey, let's make that look cool and then it looked cool and then they left it in because for that reason.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe White Horse Rebirth And she'll be a different Aria.
4: I think White Horse, she's she's off to kill somebody. Yeah.
0: She's done with killing.
1: You think? Well, it was the only reason that Harry Strickland existed. It was so that uh, that there could be a White Horse. Did he get a (laughs) first
4: name? Is he actually Harry? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Harry Fancy Pants Strickland. Uh (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: So we end with oh Arya. Yeah, there's there's one scene left. Klegane Bowl.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Finally. Have, so uh, first we have, you know, of course, the uh, uh, Sandor comes up and and uh, we have the Kyburn and Cersei trying to control the mountain. <laughs> stay, stay, boy. No, stay. And he just up and womp Skyber. I thought that was brilliant. I don't yes. think he needed any more creative death other than no, being I, that, killed I, by his own creation perfect.
4: as a surprise. That was perfect. Beautiful. I also love that the whole idea is that we get this idea, we get this feeling that the mountain is reanimated is mindless and has no desires. Yeah, And that his only goal here is to protect the queen and there's nothing stirring in him. And then this I love because it's like, no, no, no. The Mountain's Hatred defies everything. Yeah. It defies death. It defies yeah. the fact that his conditioning uh, has really sunk in. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's I, so strong.
1: I really, I, I loved the way Kyburn goes out. And it's such a, a, a simple, awkward, weird little moment. But <laughs> I loved so much Cersei seeing Kyber go out like that and then just kinda say Excuse me. I'm, just yeah. gonna, I'm gonna sneak by like okay, oh I'm my god. You guys do your thing. I'm just gonna all so right,
4: yeah. okay, now. Yeah, I know it wasn't in the music. What I was was know it wasn't in the music, but in my head I heard
1: <laughs> oh, thank you! <laughs> thank you I was
0: laughing exactly so hard.
1: Oh. oh man, I so I loved that moment so much. It was such a great moment of just like organic little, just situational yeah. comedy that just came naturally from that whole situation of just like, yeah. okay, so I see you guys got you know something to talk about, so I'm just gonna leave you to it. Um, yeah.
4: Anyone that is. Uh, Paulette says, Queen of the Seven Kingdoms, exit stage left.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right.
4: Rand you to protect me. Never mind. Um, anyone right, that is disappointed with the way Cersei died and that somebody didn't kill her. I will say that we got the fulfillment of Cersei got broken. Yeah. Cersei yeah. was like, no, the red Keep will stand. I no. Yeah. We, we yeah. we can't Abandoned lose in our moment of triumph. Yeah,
2: it's just
4: she just she can't believe it, and this is the moment when she is one hundred percent. This she's completely broken. Like she yeah. was broken up at the top when she finally decided to go to Maker's Keep, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she swore she would never be going she to again. Cried, hey, girl. She felt yeah. so weak the last time she was there, and she was like, "I am not doing this. I am a queen. Mm-hmm. I am not hiding there. I'm not going to kill myself." And then at this moment, she was just like. I'm just going to go over yeah. here now. Yeah. I'm hopeless. I have nothing. And so seeing Cersei get broken, that was satisfying as mm-hmm. a fan.
1: Um, I agree. Uh, the other thing I want to actually just call out, because it's just a, a very minor, just sort of environmental storytelling thing. But when the wall of that stairway was crumbling it was actually really cool the way the mountain bent over uh, Cersei and Kyber, oh, yeah. it was just just taking the hits and taking out
0: soldiers them. left and right. Like yeah, the, and the remaining,
1: just, <laughs> and you, you, there was a couple of times where you hear him go as like a big masonry chunk has fallen on him. Like that was mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. Yeah, and it sets up, of course, that amazing backdrop for the the fight. You know, and it's yeah. like. That stuff was pretty good. So you know, yeah. you know, we there's plenty of things to be mad at this episode about, and 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 we've we've talked about it, a lot of them, but there was some good stuff too. I liked it a lot. I've
4: I've read some complaints about Cleganebowl. Uh, people yeah. were just like it was underwhelming. Here's the thing, and this is another yeah. uh instance of I think that this could not be as good as it may be in the books. Mm-hmm. I think. When you've been abused by somebody, when you're trying to get that closure, and essentially, this is what Sanders trying to do. He wants to kill his brother for closure so that he'll feel better about what happened to him as a child, as a child, growing up, everything. And you know what? When you've been through something like that, and, you know, I'm going to open up, be a little, uh, share too much information. But when you've been abused, when you've been through something like that, there is no closure. Yeah. There is no settling. Yeah. That no matter what you do, nothing's going to fix that. Nothing's going to make that feel better. And most of the time, you're not going to get on I'm sorry. You're not going to get I was wrong. Your uh-huh. abuser tends to and even if they did, I'm not sure that would make you feel any better. Right. Your abuser tends to think that they are still the hero of their own story. They they uh-huh. think they did the right thing. And that you're being sensitive or whatever they think you're not right. going to get that closure. And in the books, if we're inside Sandra's head, this might be more of a payoff for the reader to see that, yeah, you have spent your whole life thinking about revenge and it means nothing because you can never get it. you're more emotionally invested in this than he ever was. hmm. And you're just... the I will say, though, it is quite poetic that it does end that Sandor is pushing the mountain into fire.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> that, as a viewer, is it's poetic, it's nice. Um, but yeah, you're not... There is no closure. And I'm mm-hmm. just really glad that he didn't lose his eyes before going into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I the, think uh, he
1: maybe lost one. He was kind of still... It was, looked like, yeah, yeah. he may have lost
0: one. Um, I thought the, the mountains reveal we see the face and then the, mm-hmm. the armor breaks apart and just uh, pretty satisfying how how grotesque he was. Mm-hmm. My nitpick would be that we don't have any kind of undead logic or anything, you know, like, yeah, so he's no been for how mindless, he but he wasn't really mindless. He still has this hate, yeah. but he gets stabbed and stabbed. OK, so he's he you can't kill him and he's resistant to all these types of attacks and but he still has the wounds from before he was dead like but yeah he can get stabbed through the brain he's not mindless but apparently he doesn't need his brain yeah
1: uh, yeah I don't
0: know. but so those are new picks. it doesn't matter there's no yeah. rules
1: about it but at <laughs> yeah. at the same time you know it's kind of just you know uh it could be uh, suggested that he is like a white only mm. fire can do it
4: Okay. Ah, interesting. Who knows? Yeah.
1: yeah uh, I interesting. will
4: say that there was kind of like a double meaning there when he takes off the helmet and the big reveal and, and Sanders like, yeah, that's you. That's who you've always been. That's how you have always truly been, which is really nice poetic, but also yeah. since we've had multiple actors, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. <laughs> like yeah. to me it was a little yeah. double of oh yeah, that's who you've always yeah. been. <laughs>
0: that's mm-hmm. how uh... Sandor always saw him,
4: yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. so I like yeah, I liked yeah it. me too i I liked the the visuals of having that cool, you know broken open staircase with the mm-hmm. you know i I mean I, I thought all of that was really cool i i I was very happy with it. I mean, obviously, you know you know sad that Sandor does have to sort of go out to take out his brother, but I think we were all we all kind of saw that coming. Yeah, that, he, you know,
3: wasn't, that's, he wasn't going to come
1: out of that. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing. It's the whole point of his speech to Arya, which is to say, I have made the commitment in my own like heart that I, I want to do this, not just knowing that I might die, but honestly, that I expect to die. And really, once I've accomplished my goal, have nothing else to live for anyway. Yeah. And yet, you could be different. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have no other choice in me at this mo- moment, but you could. And that's his whole point. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, she does realize that sh- it was one thing if she felt like she had to take out Cersei, but if she's going to go out anyway. Maybe Arya could survive. She could have another life, and I like that. Even though, of course, it just sets her up at the end to just like, well, now she just has a different list.
4: Yeah, mm. yeah. Um. So, uh, in our chat, by the way, um, we had Princess Elsa join us, and uh, the, we've already discussed this, but I did want to make sure that I addressed it. It said, "Do you think George R. R. Martin intended for Daenerys to become bad, like they made her?" Um, I think that that has definitely been foreshadowed and that has been something constantly going on. Danny, it's something that Danny has been struggling with mm-hmm. in the books. I think there's more of a, definitely more invested there in the books than in the series. Um, correct well, me if I'm wrong.
1: No, I, I, I agree. Uh, also the thing is that what, a book is going to automatically do assuming we get a POV chapter is put us in Danny's headspace. Yeah. Which is, as we talked about, that is the critical piece that's missing from how things played out here is that if we do the work, we can piece together all the reasons she might have felt like she needed to make the decision she made. And it makes sense, but we have to do the work. They don't show it to us. And so, a book. If we're getting a Danny chapter, the book is going to be putting us right there in her in her headspace. Even if we are horrified that she is actually following through, we will see why she felt like she had to. Yeah, yeah,
4: I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. And a quick question: When you were talking about the beginning Uh of the episode, uh, did you talk about uh, Varys trying to poison? Danny, yes, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure, and I'm assuming that that little girl is who he left his rings for.
1: Yeah, yeah. We t- yeah. we we talked okay. about that. I I mentioned how it did not occur to me that that's what was happening when watching, but I read a recap that made that point, and I was like, oh yeah, probably. That but, was the yeah, first thing I it. thought of yeah.
4: because every time I saw Varys, I'm like, why is he still alive? Somebody needs to <laughs> kill him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah, and I was thinking that the rings are are a a reward for some of the little birds, but possibly could also be a signal that, that Mm -hmm. blows up some time bomb. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, the other thing we talked about at the beginning was that I suspect next week we will find out that he already sent many messages all over Mm -hmm. the the, place. uh, Saying plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, (laughs) So what did you all think about the, the green explosions?
0: Oh the wildfire yeah I thought yeah. there had been mentioned that you know there were caches hidden throughout the city
2: yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. so
0: it made sense they may not have known where they all were or something um I saw I, maybe yeah. speculation that Cersei had planted them there or something, something. I don't I think it was all yeah. just left over
1: yeah I thought that the implication was supposed to be that Uh, they were left over from her father and so her dragon fire setting them off was really like she'd become her father she was finishing what her father promised to do and never did Mm. and and so i think that that was probably that's what i thought they were going for but again it's another thing of like but the show doesn't tell us that yeah It Mm -hmm. it just shows the green flashes and so maybe it'll come up next week but like um,
4: my guess was that like Cersei was turning the city into a trap, yeah. And so that well, if she did start burning things, yeah. then it, you know it would inflame her own troops. Blah blah blah. Well, but again, they didn't show us anything. <laughs>
1: My prediction at the start of the season was that the way this was going to go down was that Cersei was going to burn the city herself to keep anybody else from taking it. That's what I predicted at the start of the season. Which is
4: probably why why I was thinking that, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and the thing is, so, like, you know, obviously that's not what happened. um, But at the same time, there's more than one possible explanation for why those were there. So to make sure we saw them but not give any actual context feels weird like It was
4: like they would go off and then you'd see a character reacting
1: lots yeah. of like, looks lots of looks but no It's very anything. clear they wanted us to notice them happening. Yeah. Um, I think
0: I think they honestly D- D&D honestly thought they were doing us a favor that that was like a payoff to the true fans that remember those caches were in Kings Landing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know yeah. I, I feel like uh, it, it makes the most sense to me given the rest of the story that they're trying to pay off that that is what the Mad King had wanted to do when yeah. he was saying he would burn the city and that she did that for him as so it's like a, a figurative element yeah. of she has become her father, she Bringing has become that the Mad circle. Queen yeah
4: I just, I don't know, I'm so unsettled about things, you know, like there's just so many things where I'm like, but just, yeah, show me, just show me what you're trying (laughs) to show me. Mm
2: -hmm. Don't make me
4: guess. I mean, I'm fine with guessing and I'm fine with speculating. It's just, it feels like they only did the exciting part of the project and they left the hard work, you know? Well,
1: here, here's the thing is that, you know, we've talked a bunch about, already about how HBO offered them enough money to do more episodes, Mm -hmm. but they decided this was how many they wanted to do now to fair. I think they made that decision to go with 13, like before season seven. And so to some extent, you know, maybe they thought that they would still have more time by the end. And it was like, once they made the decision for 13, then they were sort of pinned in, but, but nonetheless, I won't even say that that's the problem in this episode. This episode had 15 minutes too much of just destroying the city.
4: Yeah, yeah. agree.
1: And they could have cut a lot of that without yep. any negative uh, impact on the storytelling, and it would have given them 15 more minutes to add to some of this stuff that we were just talking about. Yeah. So
4: it's like DMB were playing SimCity and they got bored like everyone does after a while playing sim city and then they just started adding disasters to their city. It was kind of <laughs> like that. It was like, all right, let's what else can we blow up? What more mm-hmm. what more what more agony and tragedy can we show yeah. on screen just cuz it's fun?
1: I saw a good meme that was uh, of John in the bit where he's he's looking up sort of disappointed and horrified and what it said is uh John remembering how last week they told him that there wasn't enough money in the budget for him to pet his dog. Oh.
2: <laughs>
4: um I uh I saw a great one and it was um Keanu Reeves as John Wick uh <laughs> superimposed over Ghost and it said the John Ghost deserves.
0: Here <laughs> mm. <laughs> here. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: We have any, any <sighs> party thoughts? Um I, you know, it's it's really just kind of thoughts about what's going to happen next time. But I guess I'll just reiterate what I said at the beginning, which was, frankly, I liked this episode a lot more than last week. I know a lot of people are sort of extra mad, but I feel like, you know, the two big things in this episode that like seem to be the points of controversy are Danny's turn, which I feel like is justified, just not communicated well. It's clumsy, but overall, I think the broader story supports it. It's just not executed very well in the moment, which I think is a fair complaint. But that's definitely different than saying it was a bad writing for it to happen at all.
4: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, and then the other thing of, um, you know, like Cersei and Jamie, it's like if there was anything I was going to be mad at about that, I was mad about it last week right but and yeah. and so now it was like oh okay well that's the direction they're going so here we are and i was actually surprised how affected i was by them sort of reuniting and like her being so happy to see him and like worried about him being wounded like you know obviously she's a bad person um she deserves to die for stuff she's done for sure um he makes the choice to uh go die in that toxic relationship instead of being better which is sad but believable for his character and so I don't know I was kind of moved by that whole sequence even though I think just ultimately it was a little bit of a strange choice to say that having the rubble fall on them in the tombs was like that's the way to do it
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
4: ratings yes (laughs) what do you rate it Chooch
0: Um, I'm going to, I'm going to rate it seven steps to flee King's landing. So you got to go where those dragons were and then you got to go down here and then you go and you get a boat. And then if the wind, I don't know.
2: That's all (laughs) I
3: got. (laughs) Viv. Hey, so my mic was dead, but I was going to say before we did ratings, I did want to just touch on the scene with John facing off with, um, was it the Lannister troops
2: mm, and the yeah. whole
3: like that whole part where he's watching as everything just falls apart and Grey Worm attacks the Lannister soldier? Mm-hmm. And we're watching this arc where we're finally seeing John kind of wake up. And yeah. like I said before, where like he he was so happy to just follow Danny, like when Tyrion or when Vera said, Well, you know what she's gonna do, and he was like, She's McQueen, sorry, bro. Yeah. And he Mm -hmm. knew and he knew and he knew and he saw all these things starting to happen that he was worried and scared about. And he knew she was going to burn the city. But until she actually did it and until he saw his own troops his own troops killing and slaughtering. And the guy, one of it was a a Northern man that was going off to rape that woman and he killed him. And and then um, then you turn around and you see uh, a Lannister guard helping a bunch of civilians try and get to a safe place. And that whole mix of the good guys or the bad guys. And now the bad guys are the good guys. In some cases was just like such a really powerful dynamic and while I really appreciate Kit Harrington and his acting, I just wish that they would direct him to have more of a reaction than just like a dull confusion of what, what's mm-hmm. this, what's this? Because I feel like at this point he's seen so many things that he knows what this is. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that it hadn't taken so much to turn him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he comes up with the next time he sees Danny. I mean, it'll be interesting because she knows that Jon betrayed her. She knows that Tyrion betrayed her. And when word gets out, it's going to be really scary. But the fact that he took his men and left the city, and I know that, you know, she's firebombing it and buildings are falling and all of that sort of stuff, but he sheathed his sword. He -hmm. wasn't going to kill anybody else. And he looked Davos in the eye when he did it, like, this is what I'm doing. Peace out, bro. Mm-hmm. You do what yeah. you got to do, but I'm not killing another person. This is enough death. That's how I how I took it. Like he's seen so much death, and he was trying to prevent more, and now he's just seeing absolute slaughter and mayhem. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard to see him go through that. But I what it was necessary. My,
1: my frustration there was that eventually he realizes that Danny is not even being discriminate in her burning, yeah. and feels like he has to get the forces out because mm-hmm. I mean. She, she, she's going to burn them next for
3: all he knows, yeah.
1: And so he that, orders them to it. withdraw. But why didn't he do that before?
0: Yep. Yeah. They kind of did. He sees them all doing these horrible listen. things.
1: Yeah, well, I but. guess so. But I just, it's like, it, they listen when the plot decides that. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
4: uh, so I, I my do. big thing was, well, when have we ever seen Northern men trying to rape civilians uh, well, in a battle? Like that, I, is, yeah. I don't I, understand that.
3: No, I think no, that that's, that's one true. of the thing. I think that that's one of the things that contributed to him snapping. That was because he saw them as the good yeah. guys. Yeah, so. but and, when, is, and we've got to remember that they probably absorbed some Boltons up there in those Winterfell well, troops too. Right,
1: <laughs> but remember, there was also like when uh, uh, Brienne was cha- traveling with Jamie, they found those uh, women that had been. Uh, hanged by Northern Army yep. because yeah, they slept true. with Lannisters, you know, slept with the Lannister forces and stuff like that. So, like, I think that there's, we don't want to be <coughs> uh, deifying the Northmen as though oh, they're no. somehow oh, yeah. pure, right? So, I, I felt like I didn't. It, it was disappointing, but not surprising to me that once the surrender is offered and not accepted and Danny just starts burning everything like to a bunch of soldiers who whose blood is up for a fight. And now they're standing there awkward with the adrenaline still pumping. That's like a signal is like, Oh, everything's on now. This this is what you do. And I mean, historically, if we talk about medieval battles, sacking the city was
3: an expected part. Right. What I I am saying, what I am saying is that John remains to be super, super naive Oh, about yeah, no, what I agree. his yeah. own yeah. troops were capable of doing, and right. I think that that played into it when he saw that his troops were participating in this. That right. was like the holy fuck! I can't, you know, this is too much. Well, and, and when talk- he has yeah. to tell, when right. he has to tell the woman that he just saved to go hide from the men that have come to free the city, that's a really hard moment for him.
4: Go hide from my men, you know exactly what I'm uh, saying. Uh, yeah. You know, and 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 to John's defense a little bit he fought with the night's watch they're not yeah. they don't rate you know like they're they're not supposed to sleep with anyone so that wasn't raped. really a thing uh the wildlings do but again that was never really part of their sacking tactics that was more of a courting thing i'm not making excuses i'm just saying like it was just it was yeah. not something that he actually had to deal with and and he's never actually fought with a northern force. So there is that. Um, Mike says, and by the way, his own soldier tried to kill him. So, yeah, yeah there's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, that, there's a lot that went on. It yeah. Just, I,
1: I agree. I Well, I think that we we all could feel like he was naive and slow to react in that moment. But I think that's all just of a piece with him having chosen to go all in with Danny even yep. against... Evidence that she mm-hmm. was losing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his moment but, to
0: say, yeah. you know, I I don't want to be the leader, but it looks like I'm gonna have to.
3: Yeah, again.
4: Yeah. So, Viv, uh, what what do you give this?
3: Oh, so I did not decide before we had the conversation. <laughs> um,
4: I only just picked my rating now, so. <laughs>
3: Honestly, I think I'm going to stick with my initial like after I watched it, I was like, meh, that's probably what I'll fall. And and it's pretty much you guys have talked me back up from how low it was. It was lower earlier, Mm -hmm. but I'll I'll give it a six.
1: I, I think a lot of people were really hard on this episode in a way that surprised me a little bit just because I was very low on last week. But people seem to think this one was worse, whereas when watching it, I felt like it was a significant step up, even if it still had its own issues.
3: I, I gave it that. a four last yeah. week. Yeah. This no, is I, a no
4: I'm
2: no, not like, arguing. I like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm sharing your feeling yeah. of uh, yeah. that there is an interesting discussion in the broader fandom about it that I feel like when we talk through it, we can remember there's actually a fair amount of good stuff yeah. in it. But it's hard to not just focus on the bad stuff sometimes, especially when that's what the broader conversation is focusing on.
3: Yeah. Yep. When we've been waiting for 10 years to see how Cersei's gonna bite it,
2: mm-hmm. it's
3: just you can't, you know. Rocks fall, everyone dies. There's just yeah. disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> if you had told me that it was the building was gonna fall on her, I would have said, Psh,
4: what? No. Killed by masonry.
3: Right. <laughs> so yeah.
4: Christiana, what do you give it?
3: uh i I was
1: actually gonna go a little higher than everyone else was saying, and, and I couldn't i was torn between two different ratings one, I thought about using awkward little side steps around Clagane bowl um, <laughs> but instead, I think what I'm gonna go with is seven out of ten free horses
4: cool. so you're the same as Chooch. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. uh
4: all right, so uh I am actually gonna give it it's it, um, it's somewhere for me um uh, somewhere between an average episode and mediocre. Um, mm-hmm. and so using my rating system that I use everywhere else, uh, that would give me a 4.5 out of 10. Um, Oh, I had something for this. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> shoot. I had something good for this too.
3: I believe you. Uh, it's late.
4: Uh, I was just so distracted um, yeah you know what we, we're gonna give it the highlight of my episode four out of four and a half out of ten um, killed traitors named Ferris.
2: <laughs> yeah uh,
4: yeah and that gives us a 6.1 for the episode but uh, we also have some fan ratings uh, Mike McCauley he gives it a six out of ten happy little dragon strafes uh, <laughs> dragon fire strafes <laughs> Uh, and th- our fans our our listeners and viewers are a lot more creative than I am uh Paulette says plus six better battle tactics and awesome effect scenes minus four clumsy character twists yeah uh and dandy gives it a uh, six out of ten ringing bells <laughs> nice
2: so yeah.
3: i don't think we
4: have the title for next week's episode uh they're keeping a secret again yeah
0: to be determined
4: all right let's see i i will say i don't think my whole hope for demolishing the entire monarchy is actually gonna happen in one episode and that we get like you know anarchy in Westeros or at least democracy in Westeros uh, so you know I, it'll be interesting to see what happens I after last week's episode I had this one little idea this one little hope of hopes that the last episode would be a, a, a jump to the future and like there is Gendry at Storm's End and he's finishing like a, a feast or whatever and he goes up to his bedchamber, and in his bedchamber, like Arya surprises him and he's like what 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 where did you come from and she's like did you find a lady yet and he's like no not yet and she's like good and takes off her clothes you know <laughs> just like that Arya's like yeah i could still get me a piece you know whatever but uh i I, I have look no at idea the what 50
0: years later where the land has been <laughs> prosperous and no
4: yeah reborn that would be awesome <laughs> yeah we'll see there's i don't know i have no idea what's going to happen
3: uh, are you pregnant know. with Gendry's kid was one of my predictions somewhere in there. Yeah. You I don't think a it's
1: predictions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I am really trying hard to combat my natural instincts um, and avoid making predictions about right. next week. Uh, <laughs> there are things that I can't help but think are possible, but I'm trying to personally just try to say, I'm just going to let them tell the story they're telling and we'll see what it is. And I can judge after that, but
3: I don't want to decide in advance what I think they should do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say that if that's the last that we saw of Sam Tarley, I will be disappointed.
4: I Mm. think that's the last.
3: I'm just, unless, I'm just saying
4: Unless he's writing in a book Which is the song of ice and fire uh,
3: Right I don't yeah. I don't know how I'll feel if that comes true <laughs> uh,
1: I suspect we'll see Everyone at winter Well see I'm, yeah, I'm No I'm not
2: going <laughs> no, I'm not predicting anything Do it Join us
0: I think this is the part where we thank everybody <laughs> For tuning in yeah thank everybody in the chat room for hanging with us and giving us your your perspectives and uh next week monday night we'll be here to discuss the final episode um and uh yeah and yeah wow here we are it'll be exciting yeah it'll be exciting <laughs> wow thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you next week
1: next week
3: If you have feedback for the Beyond the Wall podcast, you can email us at btw at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a comment on the website. Go to specficmedia.com where you'll find a shiny BTW button that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-alike 3.0 Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it.